gonna be a happy Wildcat New Year, man. In two weeks, we're going to the championships with you leading us to infinity and beyond. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that puts the plus in Disney Plus. It's Talking the Mickey. My name is Ian. My name's Ellie. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and we are back together again. Back in the saddle. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> back in the virtual. Hey, it's lockdown. What else are you going to do, right? <laughs> Not much. So uh, thank you, everybody who's there listening to us. You could be doing anything and you choose to throw in a little uh, Disney content from us to sort of uh, occupy your uh, your ears during during your day. And we definitely, definitely appreciate that as we are here on episode number, I don't know, 54, 55. Episode number many. Many. Episode number <laughs> many. And we are doing high school musical today. Yeah. Yay. Little known fact, I was never in a high school musical. I was in one. You were in one? Yeah. Uh, I dropped out of mine because everyone was like Sharpay. Okay. (laughs) And Ellie? Um, I was, no, I was never in one. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. I I did them like while I was at school, but not not in school. It wasn't a school musical, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it seems to be a thing back in North America where that's actually part of the experience is, you know, um, the, the, the school musical, the school show, so to speak. Uh, let's go ahead and do some promos quickly. If you haven't already done so, please check out The Walkies, our worst of 2020. It went up for us. We're recording this on Monday. So it went up today and is doing well. It's doing well. The pod in general is doing well the last the last few weeks. So so that is always a positive and definitely enjoyed. Uh, if you're a fan of other podcasts, at Best Film Ever, I don't know why I gave the at. I guess I'm leading you towards the Twitter, at Best Film Ever Pod. Um, we did a, an episode on Almost Famous, which is a good, a good watch. And then on Friday, a special surprise we are dropping on both channels. We are doing uh, episode one of WandaVision, which initially was intended as just part of a, we were doing a little pilot series over at Best Film Ever, and then we got talking about it and went, well, this was fun. Let's keep this going. So we are going to do an episode-by-episode breakdown of WandaVision here on Talking the Mickey uh, from here on out. So very special thing is that on Friday, we are dropping episode one and episode two of our episode analyses of WandaVision and then Monday we'll do episode three and episode four and then every Monday there thereafter we'll have the most recent episode so so Marvel Mondays is the uh is is the tagline I think that Yay. I think that branding works I think I'm I think I'm not too bad at this whole at this whole I love a bit of alliteration I know this whole podcast WandaVision. yes mm-hmm and, and and Mondays works well because when Mando comes back, Ethan, we can have Mando Mondays. Mando Mondays. Mando oh, Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Mando Mondays. Mando I, Mondays was great because well, it was we, just Giancarlo like talking to YouTube for like 40 minutes. Oh, really? We, we, we yeah. definitely have to get on board with that and do uh, season two at some point. So, oh, hell yeah. Because there's a whole lot of content that's not going to go away. So we need we need to keep up with uh, with what's with what's occurring, as they would say on uh, – oh, what's that show? 
Kevin and Stacy. Kevin and Stacy. What's a Karen? Uh, that was beautiful. Yeah, I, it was not, but thank you. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, let's just really quickly go through the shout outs and then let's get let's get let's get to it. Come on, show the world. We got our heads in the game. So <laughs> you got there. I got there eventually. Uh, so shout outs really quickly to Debbie, who just loved the fact that we had dual releases on Friday of Iron Man two on this feed. And um, what did we do last Friday? Friends. <laughs> Friends on best film ever. Dwayne Smith said he didn't know which one to listen to first. Where are we at with you and Dwayne Smith now, Georgia? Hi, Dwayne. Okay. That's positive. That's positive. Yeah. Acknowledging each other. Hopefully, hopefully he's, he's watched a little listen to the walkies by now. So he knows where the grievance has come from. <laughs> hopefully um, we're, we're in the middle of, of a reconciliation. I hope. I, I well, hope so. I yeah. hope we'll so. take his apology in writing. Yes. Can, yeah. can, yes. Can, yeah, yeah. Keeping the lines of communication open is important. So it is, and I expect at least uh, 240 characters. Thank you. There we go. Well, I said 240 We've got lots of uh, excited memes and things like that from people who are curious about the announcement. Well, you've just heard it. Um, today, 60 years ago today, just going to say it, 101 Dalmatians was, was released. So, you know, oh, wow. if you want to check our, our review of that, you can go back in the catalog and do that. Uh, Debbie also responds by saying, Ellie, we need to talk. Hashtag Blackbeard's ghost. <laughs> with, with, with a laugh till I you, did say to her the other day she was going to be mad at me yeah. again. <laughs> with a laugh till, you, till she cries emoji. Uh, I can't see if there's a bruise on the face of the emoji there, but yes. See, the difference is I got a message from um, Debbie like the other week being like, thank you for putting uh, Blackbeard's ghost in the talkies. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Well... Well, you know, um, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times, I suppose. So here we go. Uh, and outside of that, that is our uh, intro raffle, ravel, 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 ravel. Ethan, why don't you ravel on a bit about some Disney news? Do we have any? Yeah, we have one bit of Disney news. Actually, uh, the Liam from Best Film Ever sent us in our little group chat. Mm. Um, so this is almost like a trilogy of information now from every time I talk about this. Um, when we did Dumbo, we said, why don't they have content warnings over how bad this is? Then, like, two months later, they put content warnings over uh, Dumbo and other things that were kind of offensive. Uh, if you've listened, that's the multi-walkie award-winning Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now Disney have gone a step further, and if you have a kid's account on Disney+, Plus, it means that there is a small list of some Disney classics which you now can't access because they're deemed offensive. And those ones, as far as I know, are Peter Pan because of the red face, um, Dumbo, Aristocats, and Swiss Family Robinson. Um, they're still on Disney Plus if you're over seven, but uh, for any of the children accounts, you now can't access them. I'm quite curious about this, and hear me out. And under seven... I mean, it's terrible content. We, we've definitely agreed with that. You, you, oh, you yeah. heard me go on about what I called the song of the rooster boots, which I, <laughs> in my uber Canadianness, but, uh, and, and how terrible it is. Is a child under the age of seven going to pick up on any of that? I don't think so. So, you know, the idea that if you're seven, oh, you can handle this. At seven's when they're going to start to realize what they're saying. Yes, it's subliminal messaging. I, 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 it's kind of a thing where I'd go, like, make it like under 11. Or something like that, and and then above, or I just don't get I don't, I don't get the seven cut off. It just seems such a strange number. I think it's just because the children account is 
advertised to be for seven and under, but it's just for kids. Well, surely we can, surely we can change that. Oh yeah, like you could have like a multifaceted parental control. So you know what range do you want? It could be a spectrum from one to five or something like that, where you how much you filter out. I think it's to, it should be probably up to the adults. I yeah. I've looked at it. it. It doesn't look too dissimilar from Disney Plus. The only real difference is they won't have like. I don't know, some of the more mature content, but that's so few and far between anyway. Um, so probably just like some Discovery Channel stuff. Sorry, what, what are we talking about? It doesn't look, it looks similar to Disney Plus. What, what, what uh, are we the, on? the kids' accounts. So they change a little bit. Oh, okay. So it's a layout for the, for the Disney so Kids. So it's, it's like a totally different platform. So Disney Kids is a different like thing? Oh, no, no, no. It's like, uh, I think Netflix have a thing as well. Where you can have like a kids' account. So basically, the yeah. kids, when they use Netflix, can't access like the grudge or something and be scarred for life. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the thing here is, it's just the same, but I guess Disney Junior and all like the the Mickey's Clubhouse type stuff is promoted first instead of you know like I guess One Division or any of the more slightly more violent stuff. But it, it I I don't okay. fully I don't fully understand the main difference. Just the racism's gone, but I think it's not a terrible thing. But it's no, I, also questionable too i i i, I hear you I'm, I'm in agreement i just think it's like if you're seven you can deal with this now it's i just don't i just don't <laughs> get this one. this this is a message that's okay for seven-year-olds that, that's the thing you've got it, it's wrong it's mm. like if we went cigarettes are bad kids here you gotta wait till seven so you can light up <laughs> and now you can handle it because you're seven and you clearly are capable of making this decision and understanding what's what's going on here uh georgia I would argue that it's less a thing of the younger ones don't understand it and the older ones do and more a thing of the point is under seven, they have zero rationale about what they're watching at all. Whereas once they get to seven, they can have that explained to them. Those things then become something that they are aware of and then you can use it as a teaching point rather than as um, just mild entertainment um and for younger children i'm i mean you find a three four five year old that picks up on a song that they like and they do not stop singing it regardless of the words i hear you is the song of the rooster boots i'm gonna say that again is that the one they're likely to walk away singing maybe they're more likely to sing what's the one the crows sing is it oh when, when, I, see I, see elephant elephant when I see an elephant fly i mean there's there, there's 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 I, I think they're just at that point they're too young to understand what they are experiencing and at seven you can start to explain why it's wrong but why we still watch it yeah. um and i mm. think that's i think that's a good thing okay um difference of opinions and that's the beauty of this format is that we've all got different takes on a similar piece of news and it would be foolish for us to come out and think <laughs> we're necessarily going to agree 100% on everything. That's why we do things like the walkies and the talkies, because we, we, we didn't, you know, some people like Blackbeard's ghost, Debbie. Some of us did. Some of us did. And some of us are Ellie. You see, that's just kind of the way these conversations go. So I don't think there was really quite such we were a divide, all We were all so positive on Blackbeard's ghost, Debbie, and it, it was shocking to hear some people, Ellie come some on. Some people like Star Wars, and some people want to kill Mark Hamill. The, 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 exactly. There, the, there you go. Never said kill. Uh, speak- may, may take some Dobby logic from Harry Potter there, but... Oh, Harry Potter. On a side note, oh, I don't know. It's not really a Disney thing, but I just found out today Harry Potter, they're starting a, ch- a television program. Yeah, that, that was universe. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll save that for when we get really bored and do a WB podcast in about three months. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough to do. Uh, Ethan, anything else in the Disney docket today, buddy? 
Uh, no, that's pretty much it. If you really want to scrape the bottom of the barrel, uh, Jim Gaffigan... <laughs> and if you're listening to us, yeah. you might be there. But <laughs> <laughs> Jim Gaffigan's been cast as Smee in the uh, <sighs> Peter and Wendy movie that Jude Law's in. So... I like Jim Gaffigan, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um... And I, I, I don't know. I appreciate the, the Disney docket alliteration. No one else went. Oh, I like that. I, I really quite, was quite big on that. Uh, okay, so that brings us to High School Musical. And Georgia, you have to justify why we all got together to watch High School Musical in a digital perspective today. Uh, we have to watch High School Musical because it is an absolute gem and a treasure of a film and a trilogy. And I will forever stand by it. I think it is amazing. I smiled the whole whole way through yes it is my version of your nostalgia train but i really like it if i may (laughs) i just want to play the name game with georgia only for a minute here you said it's a heck of a trilogy i'm just gonna go there star wars high school musical also i've seen all of the high school musicals i've not seen all of the star wars high school musical is a uh, quadrilogy a quadro- the fourth a, one never a, came out. A quadrology. Yes. Sharpay's fabulous adventure is oh, canon. Spin off, spin off. No, but no, but that, that, that's not. Don't count. Spinoffs don't count because that's why so, you know solo a Star Wars story is not part of any trilogy. There was a fourth planned. Yep. There was marketing for High School Musical four, but it never happened. All right, so let's talk about it. So context corner. Uh, it's really weird. Uh, principal photography for the and this is a, this is a Disney com original, right? So yeah. Disney original made, made for the Disney Channel. Um, straight to TV, straight yeah. to TV, like not even straight to DVD, straight to TV. Kind of what Disney Plus was before Disney Plus. The idea of let's create these programs, we'll promote the hell out of them, and hopefully yeah. that that draws business to the, the 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 Disney Channel and things like Camp Rock and other such films kind of fall in that same. Uh, Robo, yeah, Georgia. God, I love Camp Rock. So I first watched this on a videotape recording of someone or of the, or one of our friends had done when it first aired on TV because we didn't have Disney Channel at home. So we watched this recorded from TV on a VHS tape for the first time. Excellent. God, the, that's a mood. The fr- <laughs> probably you got from an antique store. This VHS you speak of. <laughs> Um, principal photography for High School Musical took place in Utah, and the name of the high school they filmed in was legitimately called East High because <laughs> oh. they used a real high school because it, you know, yeah. it's cheaper. <laughs> and they had a plethora one called Murray High School that were used as locations, as well as Salt Lake City. And some additional scenes were filmed in Los Angeles. And filming in a real high school, East High in Salt Lake City, created some challenges because they were only able to use certain parts of the school at certain times because school was in session. Yeah. <laughs> uh, despite being filmed in 16-9 aspect ratio, which is your typical widescreen format, uh, both the original and remix edition DVD releases featured a 4 by 3 full screen version uh, because that's the format the film's shown on on the Disney Channel. So, Georgia, we spoke in the Friends episode on Best Film Ever about the importance of aspect ratio and stuff that would be in the periphery. I mean, this, this is the yeah. same sort of thing. So just yeah. like Friends was shot in 16-9, this is shot in 16-9 formatted the four three but i didn't see any i think they saw where the future was going and kind of yeah. uh made sure it looked all right yeah no i don't i don't recall ever seeing it in 16 i always watched it in four three because it was straight from the disney channel recording so let's play a little game here which is called how many days did it take to film this movie mm-hmm. i'm gonna say like 12 12 <laughs> okay uh ellie 
50 and Georgia. I was going to go 25, somewhere in the middle. 24 is the correct answer. Hey. 24 days. To, that's, that's, that's a blistering speed. 12 is the most efficient movie ever made. Like I know they churned them out quickly, but there was, you know, you have to do some sort of multiple takes. I don't know. From those dance movies, that does not look like a, like a long practice. <laughs> They are choreographed oh, hang dance on. moves. No, they are very good. No, no, no. No, no. This Ooh. is talking the Mickey veteran, Kenny Ortega, at the helm of this, both in the director's chair and on the choreography. The choreography is good in this film. Yep. Fight me. There's, there's not much so of it, but what, there's not much of it, but what is no, there is very good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, High School Musical was the working title for the film while producers brainstormed a better name. And by the time of post-production, there were no better options. And so they didn't want to, but they settled for High School Musical. And you know what? It does what it says in the tin. I think if you call this something else, it's not as good. No, and they steered into it a little bit too much with High School Musical, the musical, the series, the Christmas special. But uh, we we go with it. But you automatically know what you're in for when when you hear High School Musical. It's not like, which one is that? It's like friends. Which one is that? You you you, you get that? Mm-hmm. It's not some kitschy camp rock. You know what that is. But if you called mm-hmm. it like yeah. you know, you know, lemonade mouth, New Mexico high basketball movie. You know, it's it's kind of balls, a different. Yeah. It's kind balls of a different and thing. Beats. Yeah, balls and beats. So uh, let's dive into the Battle film. Star Galactica. <laughs> oh, that so, was a deep cut. So let's dive into the film. So we start off, and it's New Year's Eve, and we're not wasting any time on introductions or apostrophes. New Year's Eve appears without an apostrophe on years. <laughs> the Eve has to belong to something, people. <laughs> uh, maybe you could have spent the 26th day or 25th day to just work on your chirons and make sure they were appropriate. And we meet Gabriella Montez, played by Vanessa Hudgens, who, as luck would have it, is trending on Twitter in the UK right now. Wait, is she? Uh, why? She's in Scotland, and she's tweeting photos of her out in front of the bridge in, like, Fife. And it's like everyone's going, you know you're supposed to be, like, inside. <laughs> you're not really supposed to be out and about, like, filling up your Instagram. I get that you're here working on a movie, which she is, but maybe you leave the touristy shots alone because we're all just kind of, like, suffering, being told, go to work and come home. Stay at yeah. home, stay safe, control the virus, unless you're Vanessa Hudgens. This isn't the first time she's been like in trouble because of COVID stuff. Oh, really? She literally was like, oh, some people will die. Who cares? <laughs> like at the beginning of it last year. So uh, other people who uh, auditioned for this, well, one other big name who who um, auditioned for this is Naya Rivera from Glee. She played <gasps> Santana on Glee. She, she passed away oh, last year. Oh, yes. I knew I knew that. I think it's a, I don't see. I think, she, I think Glee got her right. I think she had yeah. this kind of. She couldn't play that. Not not aggressive, but maybe forceful sort reserved, of charisma. Like reserved angry. Oh, reserved, but angry. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I see her as, as, as the sweetheart that kind no. of Gabriella had to be. Um, and so, um, but as luck would have it, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens were dating both on and off the screen. Oh. Yeah, was that right from the start of their the, filming? Their relationship lasted from 2006, which is the filming year to 2010 so i don't i don't think they were dating before they before the film okay. but i think probably it, it, it led to something oh my yeah, god yeah. they were literal high school sweethearts they were well not, <laughs> not literal but they were uh, they kind of worked themselves into a shoot as you would say in in some other um in, in wrestling vernacular uh, and gabrielle's there talking to her mom and i'm sorry i'm sure the woman playing gabrielle's mom is a lovely lady to use a, a quote from this land she cannot act for toffee 
<laughs> she is not the only one. No, she's not the only one. And she's may not have, she's not the worst. She skills onto her daughter. Oh, okay. We'll talk about this. Um and meanwhile, we have basketball with dad. And did you guys notice that like they're playing basketball in this in this gym? At least you think it's a gym until you look over to the side and there's like ballet bars. It's a multifunctioning like hall gym, isn't it? Yeah. I've never gone into a gym and been like, "Here's your shoot your hoops." Or if you want to do some ballet over there, we've got, we've got that it's available to you. Shadowing for the future. See, the director's so clever. He See, was seven steps ahead. Than I'm the convinced audience. this is the room they must have done the practices in because they're doing this scene in a dance studio. It is the dance studio. They just oh put, they just covered up the mirrors and put a hoop up. <laughs> uh, uh. And then we meet Zach. Uh, we meet Troy Bolton, played by Zach Efron, who I think is actually really good in this. I think he he's is. really good in. I think it. he's really good. I don't in this. think it's his voice singing, though, is it? Oh, well, mm. I don't gonna, think so. We're we're, we're going to get there. Uh, okay. Um, some rumors had it that before it went to him, it went to a, a, a boy by the name of Matthew Underwood, and Matthew Underwood was on a Nickelodeon. Now in Canada. Our family channel. It's not Disney Channel. It's family channel. So we got a bunch of different things. And there was a program on that called Zoe 101, which starred Britney Spears' younger younger sister. Do you, do you know Zoe 101? Yes, even? I used to love that show. The, the original choice, apparently, was Logan Underwood, who played Reese. Sorry, Matthew Underwood, who played Logan Reese. He was the bad boy oh. who thought he was all that. And he had, like, the exposed arms all the time. Oh, every every kid in my school wanted to be like That's him. That's it. So they offered it to him, but he couldn't get, he was with Nickelodeon. So Nickelodeon and Disney aren't exactly like, you know, it's it's kind of DC <laughs> DC Marvel. Like you're not crossing the streams on that one. So he couldn't do it. So Zach Efron gets the part. He had to undergo three hours of basketball practice every day because his character was the captain of the <laughs> basketball team. Thankfully, he would get to use these skills again in the film 17 again. Which, if you haven't seen, I really like Seventeen again. On a side note, I really like it. Is it Matthew Perry in there? Yeah, yeah, he is, and he's really good in it. Isn't it basically just like Freaky Friday, but with guys? It's just another version of that. It's that trope. It's that trope. Let's switch places. Let's switch bodies. I'm going to go back in age, up in age, all that stuff. He doesn't switch bodies with someone. He just turns young again. Oh, it's like a reverse thirteen going on thirty. Yeah, it's it's exactly what it is. Seventeen again. Yeah, seventeen again. Does what it says in the tin. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, as Canadian actor and singer Drew Seeley also auditioned for the role alongside Efren, but the producers decided to cast Zac Efren as the role of Troy was written for a tenor and Zac Efren is a baritone. Seeley provided the character's singing voice and was dubbed and blended with Efren's voice in post production. Zac Efren would do all the singing on the sequels. Yeah. But not oh in this God. film. So that's that's ballsy. Kind of a, a fitting pun for this for this yeah, um, this film. <laughs> but you know, to go oh, ahead damn. and go and go like if you're true Seely, how bad do you feel? The guy can't even sing the range of the songs and you choose you go, but you can sing you can sing it all or lots of it, but we're gonna dub it over him. And, and I checked the credits that roll at the end. There is no mention. What? There is no wow. mention of oh, a different that's voice. That's, yeah, that's, I'll wow. use Ethan's word there. That's dirty. That could have been better. My dad used to hate this music, this movie. Um, so whenever anything to do with High School Musical would would be brought up, he would always be like, you know, Zac Efron's not singing, right? That's not <laughs> Zac Efron singing. I need you to know it's not Zac Efron singing. Michael Jackson called Zac Efron to tell him that he enjoyed his work in High School Musical. 
Efren said he was completely flabbergasted and actually broke out in tears during the call. I wonder if Michael Jackson knew it wasn't Zach Efren doing all this singing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Drew Seeley was owed a phone call. And on a side note, could, could Zach's whole look be any more 2006? No. <laughs> oh, God. That no. hair is like... The entire <laughs> costuming, though, throughout this entire film is so early 2000s. It is. It makes me There's so There's a lot happy. of early 2000s in this film, but I thought Zach was the worst. Oh, no, I think I think Vanessa was up there. Really? I, With I all those low-hanging Jaffe. belts that don't do anything. As a guy, I don't even notice that. So, yeah. Oh, that yeah, no, no, cello, no, the, no, the cello dude, he was like peak stoner 2000s well, dudes wear my car. Has that, has that changed any? Jeez. Um, so let's, know, Zach's hair was definitely the worst. So it's New Year's Eve with, with, with an apostrophe. Um, and Troy is yawning away because karaoke is where he's told he's got to go. And I gotta tell you, this, this, for like just some rant, apparently when they said it's a young person's party, they were pretty on the, on the money because it's like only 15 and 16 year olds or 15 to 17 year olds at this party. Yeah. I don't know where the under, like 14 and under, if they have one of these parties in like every other room, like whatever they paid for this holiday, worth every penny. <laughs> Cause the production, I mean, you can do basketball or ballet. You've got a special two year window for, for some practice for, uh, for karaoke. Based on- based on the quality of the uh, fireworks that were going off, I'd say it was a pretty expensive holiday. Yeah. Um, probably why they spent most of the budget on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> he calls up, the guy who's emceeing it calls up uh, Zach and he calls up Gabriella, who don't know each other, and he just tells Zach, someday you might thank me for this. God, or not. God, <laughs> God bless you, karaoke man. Maybe, he what like he karaoke doing. man. Maybe he's... Maybe he's like some omniscient, like godlike character in this universe. He just goes around and, and partners random teenagers together who need to go under journeys of self discovery. Like that. They should have made him what like calling it in those times. They should have made him. Yeah, they should have made him like a running character in like all these movies. Like send him to Camp Rock, let him sort of bring the two of them together. That way, when you see him, you're like, oh, I know what this is. Well, like in every single like Hallmark Christmas film, there's like an old, there's an old man who's yeah. like, you know, if you go and see him, yeah, yeah. he'll forgive you. And he turns out to be like Santa or literally yeah, God. Santa or God. Yes. Always, every time. And so, um, you can tell they're nervous because Zach, well, he's looking a bit twitchy, but Gabriella only had one move and that was to fold her arms. She took her book to karaoke her book, her. Her book, which is like, she's like holding up like some 1950s, like, oh, it was really strange. She's so unbelievable as well. Like, she doesn't look like the bookish nerd at all, does she? I I have an issue with, with, with she's not the only bookish nerd who I have an issue with. The fact that they're a bookish nerd. Um, And we sing a song, well, we don't, they do, Start of Something New. And you know what? I've been to a lot of karaoke, I feel. Two people who are able to harmonize having never sung together before in a song. This is sensational. It's so good. I love love it. I'd forgotten about this song and I love it. It is often forgotten about because it's not the one that's actually. I don't even remember the school. I don't remember the melody to this. There's a lot of. I'll I'll give it. The music in this is really good. of something new. Oh, that's it, yeah. It feels so... I could uh, sing and quote most of this film. <laughs> well, I've, I've played Gabriella in a stage production, but I've just, I've just completely forgotten about this. Yeah. Like, it came back to me as soon as it was on. So are, are all the songs in this pretty much in that production? <laughs> I think so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's 
of it. It was a long time ago, okay? All, all right. <laughs> uh, if only music was one of those things that's supposed to trigger memories. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did. I, I could sing, the, oh, okay. I could sing the songs back to you. I just okay. can't remember whether I know them from having watched it or whether I know them from having performed it. I so think f- they're all in it. So for you, this was the start of something new again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or return to something old, maybe. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what. they This... Like this crowd of people, we talk about how everybody in Mary Poppins respected the song. Like this is a bunch of people who came to hear good music because as the song goes on, they went from disinterested to like clapping along and being like, this is how I want to spend my New Year's Eve. This is the start of something new. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Or technically it's the end of something old, but yeah. My yeah. favourite part is where she falls off the stage and pulls a face, but carries on singing like a full belt. And without, <laughs> without losing her pitch at all. My yeah, favorite her lips don't where, move, but... <laughs> my favourite part is where Troy takes his jacket off and reveals he's got like some Donny Osmond oh slap, my sparkly God. Yeah. Oh, bad. And the audience start like, going, I did, I, I did notice his blazer. Um, and Zach sings the first four lines, and then he's done. <laughs> it's like ta- tagging you in, Canada boy. Get in here. He just turns around yeah. as if he's like, "Cool, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Go. I'm done. You sing." Um, <laughs> and they start far apart, and of course they end side by side. This is our coupling, and then we have. Um, oh, I already talked about this. That's okay. Uh, so then we have the Happy New Year outside, and there's a countdown, and you kind of think they might kiss. Yeah. Even though it's a Disney film, they make you yeah. think they're going to kiss, and then they don't. And then they decide they're going to get each other's numbers, and they both have flip phones. Oh, so we're talking about how two thousand six is this movie? Flip phones. And they, Zach takes pictures of both of them and put and they put their numbers in. And he like looks at the picture, and goes, "Ah, oh, Gabriella." And he looks at this picture, and it's like the lowest resolution. I forgot how bad it's I had. So like funny. I had like you know a Bell flip phone at this is? time. What is it? You know what the worst part is? I saw that. And I'm like. That's not that bad a resolution. And I was like, oh, wait, no, it is. I'm just like regressing again. All right. (laughs) It's okay, because by the time we get to webcam technology later in the film, it's crystal clear. Oh, that's that's actually really true. (laughs) Um, And so, and Zach's a bit shy, and God bless him. I'm okay with that. But he says, she says, I gotta go find my parents. He's like, oh, yeah, I gotta do that too. And then she goes off and he's talking to his phone as he's looking at it, going, Sigma Review is the most fun I've had this whole vacation. And I'm like, well, no wonder you were playing basketball with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's still sweet, though. Uh, I gotta say, the photo quality, like I said, it sucks. And the falling snow in the New Year's Eve scene was potato flakes. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. So I hope they fried them up a bunch of, like, potato mash stuff afterwards and just went, here you go. The stuff that's just been falling in your hair on the floor. Yeah, we swept that up. Yep. It's lunch. Oh, hell yeah. Carb angels. Here we go. Salt or dandruff? Oh, gee, I thought like really thick, chunky dandruff. The start of something new is head and shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we go to East High School, which I thought had to be. I'm so stunned it's called East High School because I'm like, that's the fakest name ever. East what? It's just East. East. <laughs> East. And here's our rivals, West. But no, it's yep. East High School. And he, he, Zach goes up and he's like, hey, guys, happy new year. And they all high five. Like, I have never once after a Christmas break gone to my friends when I was in school and been like, happy new year. I might oh, have gone. I have. Really? Really? On like January 9th or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still I've happy new year. It's the first that. time you've seen them. I don't think guys. No, we just go, hey, 
How you doing? Hey, how was uh, how was hey, your happy break? New Year. How was your break? No. Yeah, I, th- I think that's just you, Ian. Happy New Year. I think that's a bit weird. No, I'm going to speak here on behalf of all North Americans. I'm going to play that card and go. We don't do this. Well, this is something you do. do in the UK. No, this is something you do when the movie tell. Okay, if we're going to list all the stuff you do in the UK, I got news for you. The rest of this high school is going to be totally doesn't line up. <laughs> it's so, is this true. what American high schools are it, actually it, like? It, it, it's, it's an exaggerated version, but yeah, it's pretty close. Because to me, especially as a child, like I watched this before I went to an English high school, and I had no idea what to expect. Like other than this film, no, exactly. Yeah, that's a problem <laughs> as far as that goes. But not, it's not that far removed. Like, there's definitely. Like, I feel like John Tucker must die or something like that. I'm like, that's a bit too far what the high school sort of experience is like. But Novice is pretty close. Yeah. Um. So we have uh, East High School. He said, Happy New Year. Uh, Corbin Blue goes, you know what? We got a tight. We got to be out of here in 24 days. I'm going to save you a lot of time by doing some exposition here. Yep. <laughs> Come here, Troy. Yeah, it's a happy new year because we got our big championship game in two weeks and you're going to lead us to the championship to infinity and beyond. I love Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue sucks in this. I he know, but I know him from the... He did a he did a Disney Channel film all about um, jump rope. And that's all I ever see him as now is the <laughs> yes, jump he rope did. man. Whip it, what was it called? It wasn't jump it. That's the roller skating one. Jump uh, in, yeah. Yeah. I'll say this, Corbin Blue might be the most attractive person in this cast. He's very attractive. Oh, that yeah. hair is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What was it? What was it? Is it Tracy? The girl that uh Gabrielle becomes friends with. Yeah, I think Kelsey. I Oh, I had Taylor. a massive crush on Kelsey as well. Yeah. No, the girl who leads the, oh, the science group? Yeah, yeah. yeah Taylor. Taylor. I had a crush Taylor. on uh, Kelsey and Taylor. Who's Kelsey? And the pianist. Oh, yeah. Minnie Diane Keaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I had a crush on like all three of them. God, I loved Corbin Blue. Oh, jeez. So, um, and so he even goes, "It's going to be a Wildcat New Year." <laughs> uh, I'm using that one. And here's my yeah. We wish <laughs> 2022. Let's all wish ourselves a Wildcat New Year, shall we? <laughs> Somebody, please remember and remind me of this. You know what? I'm going to go one further. Alexa, remind me on December 31st that next year is a Wildcat New Year. <laughs> what time the 31st of December should I remind you? 11:58 p.m. <laughs> okay, I'll remind you. Okay, there we go. <laughs> As your clock ticks over a new year, you're going to be like you're going to be so what confused. What? <laughs> I'm going to be like, what? That's, that's even if Alexa gets it right. You're, gonna, you're just going to go into 2022 with this really puzzled look on your face. That's all right. It'll be, it'll be a wild card of a new year. in 2022 and be like, guys, Alexa said the weirdest, the weirdest thing. thing. <laughs> Anybody know? Um, but yeah. And so they've decided to move this from Utah to New Mexico. And I've got a couple of thoughts. Like, if you moved it and said it was California or Florida or Washington, I'm like, I get it. But to lose it and say, we're going to pretend we're not in Utah anymore, but we're in New Mexico. What? My favorite, what? Thing, my favorite thing about this is because of the timeline and the place and the setting, it shares its, it, it shares its universe with Breaking Bad. And it just absolutely cracks me up. Because <laughs> I'm like, maybe he taught at East High. Maybe well, he did. <laughs> it, 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 it shares its... It shares its location. It doesn't necessarily share a yeah. universe. I mean, but like the time frame is around the same time well, yeah. as well. Yeah. But, so. I, I don't... Is it in Albuquerque? It might be in Albuquerque. At the is same East time High in Albuquerque? singing and dancing, a plane is crashing with a child holding a teddy. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so let's talk a little bit about Corbin Blue, shall we? Because Ethan's already done it. Corbin Blue originally was going to audition for the part of Ryan Evans. What? Oh, I would love that. But when he saw the successful candidate dancing at the audition, Corbin said he couldn't shake like he could. <laughs> and so shimmy, shimmy. instead he auditioned for Chad and won the role. In his first appearance at the school, I don't know if you noticed, I forgot to look. He's wearing three watches. He is. He's, he's wearing three watches. He synchronizes his time. Because he was given a choice of which one he wanted to wear, so he chose all three of them. Corbin Blue's got a bunch <laughs> of strange stuff, and he's just like made up for his character. I love uh, him. Another one is that anytime there's a slogan on his t-shirt, he's designed it for this for this movie. Whoa. So yeah, did you read really them? Cool. I got They're one really of them. I got one of them. I didn't get any was, more than that. They are good. There was one about I come with my own background music. That's the one I got. That's the one There's, I got. Oh, let me see if I can find him because I did pick up a couple of imagine, imagine if instead of um, the guy playing Ryan played Ryan, he played Chad and Coburn Blue played Ryan instead. Oh, God. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think uh, the guy who played Ryan couldn't, couldn't do Chad. No. No. I'm not sure Corbin Blue could do Chad. No. <laughs> but uh, Corbin Blue Corbin admitted Blue Corbin Blue. he admitted he was actually terrible at basketball, which is funny because he had like a music video he did as well. And it was all about playing basketball and he's dribbling the ball. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Um, he stayed in the same interview that Zach Efron actually came in with skills in basketball, but he did not. And then we get into school and Sharpay and Ryan do a walk by and she's got one of those phones that turns sideways and extend up with the screen. So it's landscape and you can type with like a little extendable keyboard that pops out of the back. I wanted I one those. of those so oh, badly. They were, I, I, was I remember 11. looking at it going, that seems strange because you get the benefit of a full screen as much as a full screen was in 2006 because the phones were notoriously small for some reason. I remember I was thinking, like, what is the benefit of this? If we're moving towards more like online content on your phone, surely a bigger screen would make more sense, which is why I carry around an absolute brick in my pocket. So, uh, And this is where we get. They walk by and she kind of does one of these like, huh, and puts her hands up like she's like deflecting them all away as she walks by. And um, Zeke tells us that the Ice Princess has returned from the North Pole. And um, Chad says, oh, she probably spent the holidays doing what she always does. And they lean in and he goes, shopping for mirrors. And they're like, oh, like he's the <laughs> roast master. Eh. It was not good. No. <laughs> um, and so then we meet Taylor, played by Monique Coleman, who... This is the one. If I'm supposed to believe that Vanessa's too well put together to just be a brainiac and not be, you know, it's that thing like, oh, she's really smart. Well, she's also really pretty. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's, it's, it's that thing. Had we ever seen Crossroads? I, th maybe. The, the Britney Spears movie? No. 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 Okay. It opens with Britney and her lab partner who were going to have sex on prom night because no one would ever have sex with her because she was really, really, really <laughs> smart. And I'm going, like, she's not wearing glasses. There's none of the, I'm like, you still look like Britney Spears. <laughs> I'm supposed to believe that no one in your high school was like, should we ask the really attractive blonde girl? Nah, she's smart. <laughs> Taylor gave me this vibe of, like, you know, uh, there were always those super smart girls who were sort of, like, insanely religious. I got that vibe from her. What, you mean like Mandy Moore in every film she did around this time frame? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Georgia. So I found a few more of the uh, T-shirt quotes. Oh, we get, good. We got, um, I majored in vacation. Uh, I did <laughs> see, I did. That's his first one. I did see that one. Yeah. Um, my mum thinks I'm rad. 
and uh, laughing on the inside was one of the, uh, was the one I caught. But yeah, so th- yeah. I think he did it for for all of the films. But yeah, okay. they were some of the ones. I had a, a roommate when I was living in Phoenix who designed T-shirts. I think Corbin Blue was better than he was. <laughs> I think he had one idea, just like four different colors. I'm like, it's the same idea, isn't it? You just made it bigger, the logo smaller. It's just the same idea. Um, and so then, well, she goes. Taylor, Monique Coleman, who I who I liked, I thought she was quite good in her role. She's, a, I thought she was a better actress than Vanessa Hudgens was. Oh yeah, yep, better stage presence, absolutely, screen presence. And she's mm-hmm. the head of the academics and says, "Behold the zoo animals heralding the new year. How tribal!" Love that line. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, for the record, there is. I just need to say this. This group of basketball players, there is zero toxic masculinity in this group. They are just like, they just really love basketball. Yeah. They just but that's love it. it so much. They just they love it. Their, their biggest issue is just that Troy isn't his, everything isn't basketball. That's the only issue they've got with this. He has w- more than one passion and they can't <laughs> comprehend that. No. Other than the baking guy. The baking guy has another passion. He yeah, sort of gets it early. Yeah. Basically, the subtitle for this movie could be High School Musical, Stay in Your Lane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the nerds, it's interesting because Taylor's group of nerds are all really attractive. Like, they're like decently attractive people. Yeah. And then we get the other group of nerds when we get to stick to the status quo. And they're like typical nerd. The brainiacs. The yeah, brainiacs yeah, yeah. are different from the 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 academic the mas- decathletes the or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the scholastic decathletes. Scholastic, I think they're yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know the difference there, but and then there's a walk and talk with Gabriella that should definitely have taken place in an office because mm-hmm. she's flying this too. I'm like, who's the other person? Is this her dad? No, no. So mom, mom still can't act, and I've got here. Mom still sucks at an, as an actress, but the principal says, "Hold my beer," because he sucks too. <laughs> so Hudgens is somehow the best person on screen, and that's saying something. Yep. Yeah. We and, saw your records; they were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that turned robotic, but there's no difference. I think, I think you'll be a bright shining star here at East High. <laughs> And so my issue here is that she clearly has not been in contact with Troy. And I'm like, you showed me them exchanging numbers. Yeah. They have a phone. He even held up the picture and went, oh, Gabriella. And he's had no fun, which suggests he's not, he's not like been meeting girls every night. So he's got distracted. Like the next day, wouldn't you go, hey, it was great to meet you. Where are you from? Da, 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 da. But he just kind of went, nope. We do get the tiny bit of exposition that says that she went looking for him the next morning, but they left really. Yeah, early. she went looking for him, but he's the one who seems to be totally smitten. So why wouldn't she, he have texted her? Going, that's my yeah. point. He had to leave what? early. Yeah, like, he's not. To- Where are you? He's not toxic. Basket. If this was a different series, you'd go. Oh, you can't let him know that you like him. This isn't Troy. Troy's like, I love you, <laughs> but only when I can see you. I'm, <laughs> I'm like a goldfish. You leave me for a bit, and you're gone. <laughs> Actually, maybe like a puppy. I think Zach Efron as a puppy is a better metaphor for this. He is a, yeah, he he's is a like puppy. a Labrador, a golden Labrador yep. puppy. He's, yeah. Yeah. He is faithful. He's absolutely like faithful and like loyal. He just gets easily distracted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so. You say faithful. He's still like, don't you think Sharpo is cute? I think I think, well, I think he's, that's no, a front. Though, that's a front. It? That's totally oh, a front. Maybe. That's a, totally because that's how you win it with the guys. Hey, and talk. We'll get there. But talk <laughs> about like the most G-rated like objectification you, you could do. I've I never seen a so high much. school boy <laughs> talk like that at all. So 
And then she says to her mom, oh, I don't want to be the freaky genius girl again. Who talks this way about themselves? You might say, I don't want to be the freaky, everybody hates me because I'm smart girl, but to call yourself a genius? Yeah. Like, the writing's not good, but Vanessa Hudgens is making it worse. Maybe you were the freaky genius girl because you were so egotistical that you said you were a genius. (laughs) (laughs) And also, if you were actually a genius, would you not have a little bit more self-respect and, like, comfort in your own intelligence? Seriously, because we, we, we don't get her side of it. So we know we, we get a very limited amount. We clearly know what Troy's high school journey has been like. We get hints of what hers were like, but I could have used a bit more of it. Not that we needed to see like a flashback scene of her, like, you know, with braces and everybody throwing stuff at her head. <laughs> but what exactly was so traumatizing for, for the pretty rich girl who was just really got smart? A trophy. Yeah. And when we get to those houses, oh, oh they are rich. Yeah. This is this is like no offense to anyone who goes to a public school, but if she's a, a genius girl and her parents have a big rich house, why is she at East High? Oh wait, no, yeah, her mom travels. Ignore me. Her mom, mom just got transferred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe it's you don't want to put all that money down on, on a fancy school, and then whoops, <laughs> we're moving. Um, How'd you buy an expensive house then? Well, anyway, let's go to homeroom and drama, which I couldn't figure out which one it was. It's, it, it is homeroom. It's homeroom. And yeah. homeroom is like form. If you're from if you're from Britain, it's like form room. And we find out very quickly there's a winter musical, and oh, I really musical. There's what? <laughs> Mu- oh, musical. musical. Yes. I really struggled with the character of Miss Dor- Dorbus. Darbus. 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 I really struggle with the character of, of Miss of Darbus throughout this film. Because there were times I thought she's tough and quirky and I'm, I'm kind of digging it. And there's times I'm like, you're not the same person. This, this woman's bipolar. This woman, like, w- what does the film need me to be in this moment? Great. She's doing Is it going to have any impact on what happens in the next scene? No. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. Ethan, what'd you say? It's a bad Meryl Streep impression. Oh, jeez. Is it? Yeah. In the sense that they're both women over the age of 40 and they're in a movie. They're very, very, like, divery and dramatic. Wait, I've on, just, okay. I've just seen The Prom, hey. so that's, like, what I see is when she I think in the prom? Meryl Streep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Meryl Streep is, yeah. Okay. Keep in mind, The Prom was way after this. Yeah. So uh, she might be doing, like, a... I don't even know if Devil Wears Prada was out yet. I'm trying, oh, to think what, yeah. I'm trying to think of what Meryl Streep movie she's ripping off, but I'm not saying Meryl that she literally Street, is Meryl trying Streep to. Meryl Streep copy, like... Yeah. Here's my motivation. I'm really Devil Wears Prada was the same year. Oh, was it really? <laughs> so um then we go ahead and um Troy recognizes Gabriella here and phones her. And like, Why? I don't He's know. He's checking his hair. Well He recognized the back of her head first. I mean, apparently he was very is familiar this with a world, like. Is this a world without text messaging? I guess. Like, he actually, like, rings her. Like, what teenager phones another person? Especially someone you've never talked to since that night. Yeah, well, I thought even, like, are you So here? the phone goes off so that he, he has his idea confirmed. He's like, it must be her. Her phone is ringing. Welcome to the podcast. We microanalyze these things. If it's oh, not yeah. for this, we got nothing to do. Yeah. When she gets in trouble, he's like, oh, oh, yeah. we can be and then, in detention And then he gets in trouble. Together. Like, everybody... He, go ahead. He also leaves it to ring for a really long time. He doesn't just like let it ring for one ring and then go, oh, it is her. I better stop can, her getting in you, trouble. Or you can ring it and then throw the phone in your pocket. But he's just like holding yeah. it out like, like it's a beacon. Like he's, he's trying like, to find a oh, signal. Look at this. <laughs> what happens if she it picks works. Like, What are you doing? And she just hears across the room, 
oh yeah, sorry, I just wanted to see if you were here. <laughs> what happens then? And she's Even to- though I can quite clearly see you and right in front of me. She's totally cool with the idea that she's going to the tension in her first day at a new school because she's so worried about being i don't want to be and now she's like yeah all right i'll take the attention day one and um the phones are confiscated and all of our principal characters are going to be in detention how convenient is that and then we have a meet cute when them in the corridor and uh, it's like they never missed any time and here's my is, is this just ripping off grease yeah it is a bit greasy. We met on we, we met is, on a holiday, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you're the new girl. Yep. And what's the you, you're you're a little bit different, and you don't really fit in. And I'm like the big stud. Well, yep. we clearly should belong together, even though none of our friends want that to happen. But Troy oh, is a lot nicer than Danny, though. Oh my god! Well, no, and this ending, is like, it's a better message than Greece. Oh, Troy Bolton's Absolutely. so cute. Yeah, and, like the whole thing, like, oh, Danny Zuko, what a loser. Rather than spending most of my summer down at the beach, he spent his winter up at the ski lodge. Yep, <laughs> that's all. Rather than Grease Lightning, it's Wildcat New Year. Um, <laughs> and so uh, he can't tell his friends that he sings. This is a really strange high school where you can do one thing. And just one thing. Stick to the status quo. Yep. Um, and then they come across the sign-up board together. And props to Miss Darbus for making it stand out. I'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell it's idealized because no one's graffitied this. I was going to say, like, I don't know <laughs> what high Sharp school a this comes is. Along. Like, 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 either it would be a really popular, like, art school and everybody would sign up. But in this high school, we, the idea of it is just really Sharpay and Ryan. So, like, people, this is the nicest kids at East High. I'll say that much. Except we don't even get the idea that it's Sharpay and Ryan because when she goes and signs herself up under the pairs audition section, she just writes Sharpay Evans. But that's who she is. That's but her she signature as well. Section. well yeah, because she's auditioning with Ryan because that's the lead. We yeah. get, we do get told that. Yeah. That the leads have to audition in pairs. Well, let's talk so about she puts this then. Stuff under the pairs audition. Because from b- behind the sign-up board comes Sharpay, played by Ashley Tinsdale, who I also thought was very good in this film. She's so good. Yeah, I love her so much. As an as an adult, I respect this character and this performance so much more so than I ever did as a child. <laughs> so as an adult, this character pains me. If this is Greece, she's what's her name, isn't she? Oh, the cheerleader. She's she's the one. No, not Rizzo. She's the one who's a little bit dim. She's she's a, she's a cheerleader. She's Frenchy. No, the one the one who gets Sandy to join the thing, and they're both fighting after Danny. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patty. Patty, thank you. She's Patty. Isn't Patty's she? Hi, you guys, and just really, really excited, and like, oh, it's gonna be this. So, yeah. um, but with like a tinge of Rizzo. Oh, a tinge, because she still has to be an antagonist, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But she's not that mean, tough exterior. She's just the opposite. Yeah. Um, she auditioned for the role of Gabriela Montez, but director Kenny Ortega thought she'd do a better job as Sharpay. That's hilarious. I think I'd struggle with her in that. I think she's meant for this kind of a role. Although, if you've seen Sweet yeah. Life of Zack and Cody, she's she's good at playing other types, but I don't know if yeah. I have. I think there's a reason she's not ever really in that principal role. I was going to say, isn't the whole joke in the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody episode where they do High School Musical that she looks like Sharpay, but she's not, she wouldn't be Sharpay. Oh, she's yeah. too nice to yeah. be Sharpay. There's a crossover there. Um, and so she was also working on the second season of Sweet Life and Zack and Cody while filming this movie. Hardworking person. Um, BuzzFeed, I got this from BuzzFeed, said that Sharpay and Ryan were originally conceived as black characters. 
Oh, that would make sense why Corbin Blue would have auditioned for him then. For for Ryan, yeah. Yeah. Man, am I glad we didn't get that. Let's it's think better than the way Let's think about is. this. If you had your antagonists be a brother sister group of vain vain characters and you make them as the black characters and we watch the the nice white boy finish on oh, top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that that could be yeah. difficult. That's that's a strange message. Yeah. Yeah. So, I will say this, uh representation in the film as a whole, I thought was really good. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was yeah. it was nicely diverse for like a two thousands Disney film. Yeah, absolutely, it was. <laughs> I was actually surprised in the final. And just really quickly, we find it here that Sharpay wants Zach. That's all I got. Mm. She clearly wants Zach. Uh, basketball practice. It is a run through for the whole trilogy. <laughs> yes, especially number two. Number two leans hard into it. Number two oh, yeah. is the yeah is the biggest one. Uh, basketball practice. So Troy tries to break it to his friends that he wants to you know maybe go singing, and he's a weak leader. He's like he's like asking Chad's permission. I'm like, dude, are you the leader of his team or what? <laughs> no, no, he's not. Chad everybody, is. Everybody spends the whole movie telling him how great of a leader he is. I'm like, if you're a leader, like none of these people should. You, you don't have to do this. <laughs> Uh, and this is where we get the song, which, you know, let's get basketballs and start dribbling them to a beat, and we get just keep your head in the game. Yeah, go ahead. I thought this song was so low effort, so low energy. No, I love it. It's so good. I don't understand this song because you've got them all dancing well, around and there's like it, moments where they stop and they pull faces at the fact that he's singing like really elaborately, ah, but they're yes. all literally dancing around him and singing if, as they go. If I can help they're the message of the song, I think is they're trying to get Troy to keep his head in the game. Um, <laughs> Thank wait, you. But, but my, my, it, <laughs> mind's blown in all seriousness. My second line is, is this film some kind of Chicago like fantasy? There's Oh, and so, so my theory is that he's walking around kind of imagine as he's torn between these two worlds that he's looking at this and kind of as he wants to tell people about singing, he manifests that through this song, which doesn't really happen. They're having a regular practice, but this is how he interprets it. Georgia? Yeah, the difficult thing about this film and the other two, not so much the last one, but especially the first two is there are elements that are the characters are singing a song and the world is aware of the singing of the song. And it is a staged performance. And there is also moments of a traditional musical where it's not, if it was real life, they're not actually singing. It's actually like they're in a monologue or whatever. So this is one of those moments. This is a, the guys aren't actually in a basketball court playing this song. It's just what's going on in Troy's head at the time. Yeah, this is where you've got two you've got two options on yeah, and how you do a musical. Either number one, it's just a form of expression, so the characters don't think they're singing. Yeah. It's just what the character does. Yeah. Or what the form does. Or the second one is, you know, when people are aware. When you do one that's about a musical, it kind of runs so They kinda, blend the two. They blend the two. And the moment where he uh, Ellie said where he starts to sing and they look at him funny, it's like, okay, are they aware or aren't they aware that there's a song going on? Because they're both in the same song. They're looking at him yeah. funny because he's going because he's not concentrating on his game. I love this. Ooh, it looked like he was reacting to the note. Yeah, I love this idea that everyone's going to play basketball, and there's just Troy in the in the like the court is going, yeah, could you hand me? like completely dis disaware of <laughs> like everything rocking back else. And yeah, in the corner. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they're the worst basketball team ever because they finish the practice and they just leave all the balls on the court. They just walk off. They throw him, don't they? They and throw him, and then Troy makes that last shot, and then just sort yeah. of bounces and he walks away. And I'm like, yo, someone's got to clean those up, man. 
<laughs> then we go to science class uh, really quickly because we need to establish Gabriella's got talent of her own. Uh, she corrects the teacher, and she is right. And for some reason, Sharpay's threatened by her academic prowess. Yeah, that was weird. She's like, oh, no. But then she's like, oh, this can help me. So which one is it? Are you impressed by this or are you threatened by this? She I think initially, initially she's, in, she's offended by it. She's threatened by it because she's like, oh, this person is not only pretty oh. and new. She's also very clever. And then she goes, but it's really weird that no- she can have that and I'll do the other thing. It is really weird that every character seemed to only have eyes for one other character. There was never a thing where they're like, oh, everyone's like, wow, that girl's pretty. It was like mm-hmm. they all had their one person that they were allowed to find attractive. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the audition list, and Troy is, like, walking up and looking at it and walking away and walking up. And this is where we get introduction to Ryan, and Ryan does not like this, that Troy's thinking about trying out. And Ryan is played by Lucas Grabeel, I think his name is. And yeah. a funny story about Lucas Grabeel and Ashley Tinsdale. At their second callback, Lucas Grabeel and Ashley Tinsdale auditioned together, and their Sharpay-Ryan dynamic was quickly established. Grabeel claimed that Tisdale, in a Sharpay-like manner, gave him unsolicited direction in the audition. <laughs> it was rumored the two actors did not get along because of this throughout the first film, and the That's audition great. experience was likely the cause. So I will say this. I didn't think for a moment there was any tension between them, so like, I really liked the double act. Of the two of them. I think they're great. Yeah. 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 I think they're wonderful. Um, I don't like the way she treats him, but I'm not supposed to like the way she treats him. So I don't like their relationship dynamic. It's very weird. It's a bit weird. I think it comes across as not as weird because he's, I I mean, at least even when I first watched it, he's clearly gay. So at least in my head, you're like, you're never going, oh, he's hitting on his sister or she's hitting on him because that's not. They wanted him to be, but Disney didn't want to explicitly have it. Yeah, Ethan's pretty much hit on the head. Uh, Lucas Grabeel asked Kenny Ortega about Ryan's sexuality very early on. They agreed Ryan should be gay, but Disney wouldn't allow them to use that in a family film. So the matter is never addressed. Wow, look at Disney refusing to have a character be gay even when the two actors ask for it. Ooh, that doesn't remind me of anything recent. Well, mm-hmm. one actor and the director. Yeah. He's just the director. Well, I don't know if that can take us going, I got an idea, guys. I got an idea. Remember me? I did Newsies. <laughs> remember that? Remember that low rent, you know, Disney chip? Like, really, Kenny Ortega lucks out with this. Yeah. Like, he does a great job, but, like, no one's thinking this is going to become anything close to what it is. No. This was just a job. Get no, this, this done, wasn't made do, do a, a good job, but get it on the screen and then move on to the next project. This wasn't made with a uh, trilogy in mind and definitely not a third film no. to cinema. It was just, it was, it was just that, that season's, every three months they'd do a new film. It was yeah. this season's film and then move yeah. on to the next one. And hopefully you do a good job. They let you do a feature. Yeah. When, when, yeah. Um, and so uh, quickly, um, Sharpay and Ryan go to the world's worst web browser and 1998 <laughs> called and they want their Yahoo back because this is like terrible. It's and they bad. search up Gabriela Montez and this girl is the first hit. There's never been any other Gabriela Montez ever. To be fair, I've never met a Gabriela. Have you ever Googled your own name? Yes. You all know my surname. Come on. Well, okay. <laughs> even, even, even with surnames that are, that are different. I mean, like, there's still multiples of things out there or other things you don't, or it corrects. Did you, didn't you mean this? I Google my name. I get an elderly black senator from, like, Utah. Uh, I get a lot of stuff from a uh, leader of the uh, Australian Aboriginal Caucus or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So a r- distant relation, apparently. Huh. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, cool. yeah, cool. Yeah, um, one of my cousins told me about it. With he was big into that, like anthology sort of stuff, ancestry sort of stuff. Sorry. At least you can do that. I can't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so detention is constructing props, and I've got to give props to the teacher for this because if you're going to do detention, do something actually do something productive. I'm okay this with is that. A great detention, and also the Chiron says detention, and then above it appears Darby style. Only if they're never going to. You don't get a kid who's like, I don't want to be here and destroys your, your like scenery as a result. Yeah. But not in the school. We've established oh, yeah. that. There's this gonna, is the perfect oh, school. You know, you know, Chad's going to sleep in this tree while Troy's up there, like, you know, hitting Tickling him. Tickling him with a leaf. Oh, I love that so <laughs> that, much. That, that is my, my favorite shot in the film. It really is. Um, and so it's January and they're finalizing props before they've cast the show. Yeah, and making costumes. Mm. So part of me goes, "Well done." I mean, that's incredible foresight. As someone who's directed, a, as someone who's directed a few things, I could learn a lesson from this because I <laughs> never. I have um, to be honest. It's been ten years since I've seen this film. I didn't realize until I watched it today that um, they don't actually perform in the show. No, I thought the ending was the show. No, 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 for no. some ungodly Just reason. Auditions. Until now, yeah. my mo- I was like. Oh, it's okay. because this of is the third weird. one. That's because yeah. Have you that, seen the third one? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's because of cinema. That, that was an event. That's because the title... I've seen the third one. That's because the title High School Musical Auditions is not nearly as catchy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> High School Musical callbacks just doesn't feel yeah. the same. Uh, <laughs> Taylor tells Gabriella uh, she can j- join the academic decathlete. She comes by, says, someone put this sheet of you know they had this little crappy inkjet printer of it like you and know it printed really quickly oh, print really quickly and in color and i'm like and yeah. you're just allowed to print in color like what world is this <laughs> um and so they take it and said oh someone put it in my locker clearly it was you yes she can join um and then we go to basketball practice and there's no troy no chad and like troy's dad like rage quits the worst oh, oh my, my word he's, he's like yelling terrible. oh he's not good um, it's, we're it, a joy and chair it's, it's like he he saw this video of like real college basketball coaches and like was like that that's the only movie you've got is just that yelling yeah you know the awful pe teacher in the first season of glee he's somehow worse than him yep and then we go back to the tension and darbus uh is accosted by coach bolton and originally they were supposed to have a duet <laughs> they were supposed to sing that. a duet these two but they it didn't make the, uh, the the final draft but it was originally lined up for one i would like one of them to get together we get told that proximity to the arts is cleansing for the soul i'm like yeah it is yeah definitely yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. yes yeah absolutely there were moments in this where i really liked miss darbus me too like, that's the problem others, others not so much Ms. but there Darbus are some has... times where it's like oh you speak so much truth she has like crazy wine on energy in like the best <laughs> way so the fight goes to the principal's office and i actually took a, a screen cap at one point because at 21 minutes and 34 seconds just when she's going there's more than just basketball here and you cut and it's just the principal behind his desk and there's like 19 basketballs in some capacity on his desk there's a little hoop off
perspective aside, everything is basketball related that he's got. And he's like, yes, of course, we have to work together. And then he goes, so coach, how's the team looking? <laughs> is Troy going to win us a championship this year? And, and this really is part of the athletic mindset of a lot of American high schools. I was going to say, is this, is mm. this accurate? Not, not Canada, but America, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a huge thing. Like, American high schools, like, hire coaches, not wow, teachers, okay. yeah. coaches. And their That's job mad. is to be a coach, a professional coach. That's it. <laughs> so uh, we go back to practice. We hunt up three years straight. The other team has knocked them out. Will there be any drama from that in the future? No. <laughs> and Chad leads the chant. Who are we, Wildcats? Who are we, Wildcats? I'm like, shouldn't the captain be doing this? Get your head in the game. Um, and then Taylor and Gabriella uh, bond over cheerleader bashing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we love classism. And then get excited <sighs> about the fact that their own nails are both shit, but then do a little squeal like a cheerleader <laughs> might do over yeah. fancy nails. Like, what? Yeah. And then Troy and Dad are playing hoops, and there's some all of this together in the underscore underneath this. <laughs> and it fades. I mean, come we, we go to a break, obviously, for the commercials, and we come back from it. And um, we have homeroom again, and it's audition day during free period. This feels really unfair to anybody who has a different schedule or is in a different year group. Yeah. yeah. If auditions are under this one lesson because they have it free, I'm like... Only these kids go yeah. to school is what I've learned. It's like Mary Poppins London in a, in high, a high school. school. No, it's East High, Mary Poppins London. Only 12 kids are eligible for this yeah. musical. <laughs> You know how in community the whole thing is everyone's like, oh, it's these guys again. Yep. They run, they think they're the main character. Like everyone else hates these like seven characters. Especially Gabriella just walks in and she's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's some poor kid who's like, I've been waiting forever. I thought it was my time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Chad Shirt at this point says, I come my own background music. And Troy blows off a basketball thing to try out for the show. Chad chases him. And I got Chad chasing him. But then his dad kind of chases him, but he only chases him because Troy's looking like shifty as hell, like hiding behind a, pi- a pillar. In the- He's probably like, why is Troy doing that? Yep. And he sneaks in, and we go to the audition, and we meet Kelsey, played by Alessia Rulin, and I thought she was great. Oh, she's, I love She's her. wonderful, yeah. She's a really, and it's a shame we waited this long to meet her. Um and we get an audition montage. I love an audition montage. I don't care what the yep. film or TV show is. <laughs> and this is good for two reasons. Number one, it shows us how poor everybody else is except for Ryan and Sharpay. Yep. Number two, it gets us familiar with the song that we're going to hear both characters, mm-hmm. pairs of characters sing. And therefore, we know a good performance and, we can, and we're familiar. And we can judge quality because we already know what the melody is. Mm. Um, my question, though, is why is the school so proud of its theater program? Surely you need more than two people for any show you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe they've all just graduated. Maybe Sharpay and Ryan no, are the she last ones. She says her seventeenth show she's done or something like that. Yeah. Um, there's a nice visual. I like the joke of a dancer who comes in. And he's like amazing, and like she gets excited, <laughs> and then he goes off stage, and you just hear a crash. I'm like, <laughs> I appreciate that, and we never saw him again. And I, I like that too. Yeah. I, it might have been fun to have seen him at the end with like crutches and like a cast. <laughs> And you know, the only other time you see him is like that bit, and he like sort of hops down a little bit. That might have been a fun kind of bit for the coda. I love and the two both- stoner kids. Yes. <laughs> Just like, go see a counselor. Um, 
there's also that that operatic girl who's got oh, yeah. like a really, she's re- clearly really talented she's really completely good. She's the like, wrong style but use her like you would put her somewhere in the musical she's got such a good voice and clearly knows understands music it's not that difficult to get someone to sing something in a different yeah, style yeah and, and darbus is like thank you for giving us a note that up until this point hadn't been discovered um, or whatever it was she's she said, what courage to pursue a note that's not been accessed in the natural world. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Her, yeah, it's note, not accurate. No, her, note was, her note was fine. It wasn't, she wasn't off key. It was just the wrong style. No, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was just the, yeah. And she's like, maybe the spring musical. And then, no, this one. You haven't got anybody that's good apart from two people. This isn't the last five years. And then we cut into, finally it's time for Ryan and Sharpay. And we get what I've been looking for. And it's their own arrangement. Now, they said they got a rehearsal pianist, their own arrangement. Now, I don't know how this pianist did it, but apparently he's also a bass player and a drummer. Because with Kelsey, yeah. so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, uh, Kelsey, and as they're doing their 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 song, Kelsey acts like she's never seen these two before. Kelsey looks horrified. All the stuff they're doing, she's like, they're kind of good, but I'm kind of scared. And I'm like, this this is a bad time for Kelsey to be our surrogate because if they've done 17 shows and Kelsey's put stuff in all this time, she'd be aware of these two and who they are. But it, this is the first time it's been her music, so it's probably more, even more horrifying that they're okay. doing this to her work. Kelsey looks how I feel because every so often, like they get uh, Sharpay and Ryan get like real touchy feely, <laughs> and they cut they cut to Kelsey and she looks horrified. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so when it's over, you know, talk about not showing your hand. Like, Miss Darby's like, this is why we go to the theater. And Ryan's my favorite lines here, where he goes, oh, well, the theater doesn't just need singers. It needs fans. Buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I had a real problem with the fact that Sharpay was tap dancing in open-toed shoes. Yeah. <laughs> You do not tap dance in open toes shoes. No, that would hurt like were, hell. There were audible taps and she did not have taps on. Noted. Sharpay's uh, been in 17 productions and Kelsey is browbeaten for having her compositions suck. I'm going to I'm okay with Kelsey. Well done. The songs are good. Mm-hmm. Um, she's and then and then in comes gabrielle la and she's turned down she's like <laughs> thank you yes and she's turned i had I had some lag there and she's turned down because she's <laughs> because she's a second late just like my pronunciation of uh and uh troy comes with a save and it doesn't work and i'm like what director does this no i'm sorry but like do you have a cast you can work with i don't think you do you have literally got two people you can cast <laughs> in that show yeah. maybe a dancer if you can forgive the crashing if you can well if you go to rehab and a dancer in a wheelchair yeah and an and, and <laughs> opera girl who you've just browsed like you need there are other parts like a musical is not just the two leads <sighs> but they got a cool set <laughs> yeah they have a very cool set but no one to use it um, and so um, that, she, she says, no, you're not having it. And off they go. And then Kelsey decides she's playing the part of Steve Gutenberg in Three Men and a Baby. And she goes, whoa, and like throws all her papers in the air. <laughs> Trips on the piano foot yeah. and just goes everywhere. Because it's her first time playing a piano as someone who's, yeah. who's done the, the compositions. And Zach's really nice to her. Really, really nice to her. Yeah, because he's a sweetheart. And he calls her the playmaker, because that's what people in, in, in arts like, is when you refer to them with your words from, from your sport and things like he that. He did explain it, though. He explained it to us. Huh? He explained it to us. By explaining it to, to her, he explains it to us. You're the playmaker. Yeah. You make everyone else better. Speaking of which, Zach calls himself a playmaker. Zach takes every shot. 
Yeah. The only person Zach makes better is himself on the court. <laughs> no wonder the other team wants like you, you got your head in the game because no one else knows how to play basketball. It's it's like there, there was this episode of the Fresh Prince That's of Bel- they need him. Yeah, there's this episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air where the coach pulls him aside and goes, "Now what do you do if you get to get the ball?" And they all go, "Give the ball to Will." And that's basically what this is. <laughs> um, and she goes, do you want to hear how a duet supposed to sound? And I guess that meant sing along because we get what I've been looking for, the reprise. And this is all Drew Seeley. All Drew yeah. Seeley. Yeah. And Troy can read music. <laughs> He's looking really intently at the score like- for the first, for the first like four <laughs> bars. And then he just knows it all. I guess maybe they should have learned it for the audition, so that part makes sense. Uh, but he is definitely reading it at and, the start. And and he like, must be because really? that's how that's how he's figured out these harmonies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it's over, and Troy goes, "Wow!" And then Darbus comes out from like behind. A, she's left the hall, but comes back in and goes, "You've got a call back." And this is where I've got a theory. I think there's two Miss Darbuses. What? I think what? they're sharing a life. I think one of them leaves and the other one comes in and has her turn. First, was like, no, you're late. And off she goes. And was like, and this nice Darbus who's like, oh, look at them. They're trying to, I'm going to sneak in. You have a callback. And they go home and fight. How can you give them a callback? Because there's no other way to explain the, the changes this character undergoes in this film. She was walking down the corridor and no, she no, heard them hang start on. singing. She hears like, them. Actually, they're quite good. She hears them and then says, Kelsey, work with them. Which, on, an, if I may... Th- that's the op. Like, this pendulum swung too far. Now you're favoring these two. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, girl, who wrote the score? Can you do me a favor and like train them for the audition? How is this fair? Because I've they've not got some. any other help. Well, and this is where you go, Miss Darbus. Miss Darbus clearly wants to to, to 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 bring a bigger crowd and energy, and doesn't want it to only be the Sharpay show. I've heard some weird ass theories like for disney stuff but i think that might have been one of the weirder ones two darbus i'll watch it it's okay so we've got darbus prime darbus prime is is <laughs> is like is like terrible darbus okay darbus prime and 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 darbus dose so we have darbus prime and darbus dose okay? do you have any other example of darbus dose appearing yes so this is back up your theory yes yes, yes 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 i do okay okay all right so uh, then we go to just because they're, they're starting to rise up, so we have to tear them back down. We have well, first we find out that they've been callbacks. Everybody finds out this callbacks, and Ryan and I really appreciated this because I missed two thousand six, I think, because he goes, maybe we're we're, we're being punked. Yeah. Maybe, he was like, Where's Ashton? Where's Ashton? Maybe I'll get to meet Ashton. I'm like, oh, I remember punked. <laughs> um, and so then we go to the song, stick to the status quo, and here is my problem. Because if this is like a Chicago type thing, none of the characters are in this. Who are like Troy's not here. So why yeah, are all these? This is just a conversation. Why are all these characters singing? But that's the oh, this is the problem though, isn't it? Yeah, but like think about other movie musicals. Okay, let's go to La La Land. What's her face and what's his face when they're doing that <laughs> iconic song with the pose, the poster pose? They're not actually singing. That's just a conversation. The same is happening here. Yes, but the difference but is... showing it, it as... But a, in La La Land, it's not a thing against singing in parks. Do you know what I mean? The plot isn't about don't sing in parks. I hate singing in parks. The plot is about no, no, don't no, sing, but, don't sing, don't sing. They hear him sing on the stage. That's fine. The singing is located to the stage. But they heard him sing on the basketball court, and they went, ooh, I don't like that. Why are you singing all of a sudden, Troy? Yeah, but then this isn't. A, this song isn't about that. This is. This is... Don't 
don't bake if you're a if you're a basketball player and don't do hip-hop if you're a nerd and don't play the cello if you're a skater if you had put troy in a just sitting down off this aside you can totally justify this as part of his kind of like him working through this i don't think it's even that it's just a musical song like okay let's go another example wicked one short day that's not that's loads of people in it and that's not but the plot of one short day isn't we hate musicals no but neither is this song not the song but the show yeah, but there's two separate things. But there's those two things cross over. Yes, yes, they do, but not in this song. I think, they, no, I think I think this I think this violates it. No, it doesn't. High School okay. Musical is a musical right. within a musical. I I I I. I <sighs> like the producers. There's like, there's there's a point where I will agree with you on that, but it's not yet. Okay. Okay, Ellie, do you want to? You have any opinion on this, or are you just gonna? Um. Well, I think the whole point of the song is like Troy's not allowed to sing. So like, people are not allowed instead. to do what they oh, want to absolutely. because Troy's not allowed to sing. So it does seem a bit weird that they're singing. But there we go. I, I mean, I don't have. I didn't feel annoyed during this song. Oh, I like totally I did. did. I, I really didn't get your head in the game. But this one, I, it was well, I'm ex- more natural. Just because I'm extending that, I'm extending. Okay, if they don't. So how do we reconcile this? It's got to be sh- like Chicago. It's got to be a, a manifestation. But then this doesn't line up. But let's talk about the things that people did. So Zeke Bakes, and Zeke is played by Chris Warren Jr. Just a little side note, he sued his parents over his earnings. What? They were ordered to pay him back 334000 US dollars, or roughly a quarter of a million pounds that they had spent uh, of his money. At which point, him. at which point, you can do okay being kind of just like a side guy in a Disney film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we find out that Pop and Lock is illegal. Um, there's a stoner who plays cello. They call them skater guys. They're stoners. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's, He's even got like especially the, the hey, Especially man. the side guy oh. who's looking up at him. Fun fact. The cello guy is in prison because he tried to rob a pizza place with a gun. <laughs> yes, I've seen that. That's oh, clearly, geez. he didn't get paid too much to be an extra. He didn't stick to the status quo. <laughs> he, he, he had the munchies. <laughs> but when... <laughs> wow. When they do like the instrumental bit after the cello guy's bit, yep. he's like, they show him playing the cello, but it's not a cello sound. <laughs> no, it's, it's an electric guitar, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan in this scene is a walking gap ad, and I love it. Can we? It's the only time I've got it written down, but I love Ryan's costumes in this film. It's so oh. good. I, I just love Ryan. He's, okay. he's, he's great. Okay, so. Back in 2007, before High School Musical 2 came out, the Disney Channel like, okay, we're going to have High School Musical, but with facts pop up every so often. And one of them they had was every scene, he wears a different hat, and it's like <laughs> 17 different hats. What, in the, in the second one? I can't even remember. Because in, in, in the first one, it's like eight. Yeah. It's a lot, but it's not, it's not 16. Yeah. But he wears, it's, it's, it's not a small amount. But yeah. He wears a hat well. He does wear a hat. Well, actually, if you look at his kind of haircut when he's got it off, it's like, yeah, he should wear a hat. (laughs) (laughs) But Ryan is like, you know, it's 2007, 2006. Like Old Navy is very much a thing in North America. You know, Old Navy is sort of like a a little brother of the Gap. They're owned by the same company. But it was like kind of like everywhere in cargo trousers and all, you know, khakis and all that sort of stuff. He's just that era. And I'm like, I remember when that was fashionable. Good on you, Ryan. Um, And so... um, Gabrielle, like, I've never once, like, lost my food by th- accidentally slipping and throwing it up in the air, like, three feet so it lands on someone. 
<laughs> but right in the cleavage. On milk? I've got it lands in Sharpay's cleavage, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sharpay says that Troy is purposely trying to ruin the musical and the teacher buys it. Now, this is back to Darbus Prime. Because I'm going, <laughs> at that point, do you go, what's the motivation for her to lie? Like, I know she thinks the basketball team's out to get her, but like, this is Sharpay. Yeah. Like, you saw her holding the tantrum because other people were, you know, the, the, it doesn't line up. So, uh, back to, oh, I'm just going to hear Chad is a dick. He starts, he tells Troy, like, stoner kids and brainiacs think they can talk to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh. Chad in is, that like, song, though, classism right now. In that song, did anyone else notice the guy who's obviously trying to get a bit more screen time by looking directly into the camera? It's so funny. He's got this, like, dark, like, short haircut, but it's, like, greased down to his head, like, the old, like, that sort of fashion was. And he just stares when when he's not doing anything it's really funny and then darbus goes walking through the the boys locker room and that's uncomfortable um yeah that was weird yeah like it's just oh ha 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 it's so opposite having her in the boys locker but it's like reverse it and have him walk through a girl's changing room to talk to someone that wouldn't be like oh ha 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 that would be what are you doing but also why is his office in the changing room no that that is no that is typical that but is where his office it, would be. But then how are the only the teachers supposed to go to his office? Well, the, theoretically, there, there's, there would be two. In ours, there were, there's two entrances. So but you don't have to go that way. But in the flip side, you, you, you can wait until they're clearly out. Obviously, this is the end of some, of some practice or of some um, yeah. thing. But no, he would sit there so he can. The whole deal is he needs to be there to supervise what's going on in the change room. Okay. Right. So that's why he's a desk there. But you also don't want him like just walking with them. Like yeah. while they're getting changed, because that would be an issue as well. So you give him a place where he can hear, and he can theoretically you know be accessible if anything goes badly. But he's not among them, among them. Right. Um, and then there's a picture of Zach in the paper uh, making a basket. And did anybody else notice there was no number on his shirt when he was shooting this basket? No. no. So he's later 14, but in this one he's just like, like a, it just says East, and there's no. It's like a practice <laughs> jersey, but they're like he makes winning shot. I'm like, what in practice? Yeah. Um, and Zeke makes a move on Sharpay, and that was a little mini plot I kind of liked. Zeke's in the Sharpay. I was all right with that. Yeah, yeah, Except that's for sweet. the fact that it's him that at the start calls her the ice cream. Yeah, but is that because he's he's into her? Oh yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Because she does like the hands up, like, like right them. right in his face, right? Yeah. So he's trying to save face amongst his boys. Plus, we've established don't cross streams yet. Yep. And as the movie breaks down, Zeke's one of the first ones who starts to see other opportunities. That was not. It was just like he wants to bake and he sees, let, let, let's tear it down. There's other, there's other yeah. things I. I was, was going to say there's other things I want to do, but it's not the, that's not exactly the language <laughs> I'm trying to go for there. Um, Vanessa Hudgens and uh, Zach Efron, I don't know why I called them by their actor names, Gabrielle uh, and Zach are on the rooftop. And, Troy. and Zach. <laughs> Zach. Oh, Zach. <laughs> You've called him Zach all the time have during I? the podcast, and now you're like, I don't know why I'm calling them by their actor I, I, I think I have to call him Zach because Troy was clearly played by two people, the speaking voice and the singing voice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've got Hudgens in the scene is okay. Just okay. No, she's not. Zach Efron is good up here. On, on the he's I, I start this part I'm starting going he's actually a good actor, and he was yeah. a good actor here and I was like okay props because I was looking really hard to go no you 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 are better than this film yeah um, you know what's the worst part of this scene what is the script okay 
it's awful it's just really really forced and i think that that really highlights the fact that vanessa vanessa hudgens isn't that good i don't think it's a good script but again i don't see i never when zach's saying the lines i don't have any issues with them no mm. um troy wants to reinvent himself out of being just the basketball guy and gabriella expresses how liberating it's been to reinvent herself and i liked the scene i thought wow yeah. You know, she says, like, I've moved here and it's so free and get to be whoever it is I want. Even if it seems the person that you are now is just slightly adjacent to where you were at your last school. You're just popular for it here, whereas you weren't over there. I like the premise of the scene. I just don't like the execution of it. Well, the scene, maybe about execution, maybe they didn't ever take at it because it had to be cut short because there was a thunderstorm headed towards the school. So they all had to get (laughs) off the roof. So that's one take. It's all we got out is like welcome to this jungle many of the items on top of the rooftop were placed there by a crane after filming was completed some of the teachers wanted the garden to remain on the rooftop Aww. which at the very least leave them their space why not yeah it's the smoking yeah. area now yeah probably and then we have a montage of practice and you know everyone's just sort of watching everybody else practice and there's a one where ryan can hear troy singing and i don't know if troy's in a corridor or, or a stairwell i thought he was in the stairs but the door he's in is locked but troy is like elevated and looking down at what's supposed like to be the door table. it looks it's, like it's like a spare classroom he was yeah. sat on a desk in a music room those two yeah. aren't within a thousand feet of each other in this scene <laughs> those are two very different locations and they oh, went no yeah. no look like there is the sound will be coming from there and they went yeah we, we, we don't actually have that and ryan gets himself all the way down on the ground i was just like your clothes are way too nice buddy like he wears shiny yeah. clothes that's the one thing i couldn't have gotten away with it's it all, all shirts are shiny ryan was the poster boy of like backstreet boys fans yeah i, I actually I, I had a friend called ryan when i lived in <laughs> phoenix and there's actually some some similarities in, in in the in the way they dress and things and yeah uh, that was 2000 that was 2006 but pretty close outside of that yeah uh he, he he was a singer and he fashioned himself after like that type of singing um and so if I had a drinking game based off how many times I heard get your head in the game, <laughs> forget the song. Don't even count the song. But just the rest of the times, I would have been in need of paramedics. Um, and then why are Troy and Gabriella painting props in this lo- in this montage? Do they get over detention or are they just... No, they're just choosing to now. Before, before you've been cast? They're making a good impression. Props for the props, I guess. Yeah, good on yeah. you. Yeah. And then um, Troy's dad yells at him for missing practice, justifiably so. And I'm totally with Troy's dad here for the most part. Until he meets Gabrielle and he's like, she's the problem behind what you're doing. She's, you know, she's Yoko Ono breaking up the Beatles. <laughs> but I, 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 he says he's a team leader. And I totally agree with this. You're a team leader and the captain. You got to come to practice. Yep. Well, to put it in a context that we would all understand, you don't not turn up to rehearsal as the lead of the show. If you're the lead, and it's like coming up, yeah. to sh- it's coming up to show week, you, you, you gotta you be there. Put the set away, Ethan. Okay, that was one time three <laughs> years ago. Don't bring that up. Let's 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 go to McDonald's and have another come to Jesus talk, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that the other day Did for you? some reason. <laughs> um, and then we've got um. Oh, and then everybody else is listening. And he's like, oh, I'm going to shoot some free throws. And he's like, dad's like, yeah, you better do something for your team. And then Troy's like, I don't like this. I'm going home. I wish like, you shot like two baskets, dude. Like, and the team's just like listening to the, like those gym doors are heavy and dense. And st- <laughs> like, you're not hearing anything on the other side of that. 
Um, and then Chad calls Gabriella a witch. He's like, she's got her like female spell over you. Because <laughs> he's learned from Grumpy. Yeah. Yes, very good. And um, then we get who's Michael Crawford, and I appreciated the Michael Crawford reference in this film. Yes. And we find out that his mom keeps a picture of Michael Crawford in the fridge. And if this, actually, after this point, I am a hundred percent okay with every issue that Chad has with musical theater. <laughs> I am totally. Like, everybody else, no, Chad, you're fine. I totally get it. Run with it. He's like, it's one of her crazy diet ideas, and I love it. <laughs> um, I think the idea that she has to like stay skinny in case she ever meets Michael Crawford is it that, or is it him as the, it the is fridge. it him as the phantom, and it's like scaring her from going in the fridge? But she's oh, seen no, it seventeen I times. I think it's lust for Michael. You think it's lust? Yeah. I yeah. thought she said he said that it was he was on a cereal box, but the cereal box was in the fridge, and that was the diet. No, no. He said at first, how many Ooh. times have you seen Michael Crawford on a cereal box? And I was like, props that he knows who Michael Crawford is. You better explain this. And he goes, who's Michael Crawford? And he goes, oh, he's this guy. He's a Phantom of the Opera. My mom keeps a picture of him, so this is separate from the cereal mm. box. Yeah. So a cereal box is like the athlete. And then the uncool musical guy is in the fridge. Oh, they should have, they should, they should have cereal. Mum put cereal in the fridge, and it's like phantoms. It's like little marshmallow, like like half faces, like in, in amongst your. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good cereal idea. I'll tell you what, like it would be such a hit amongst only theater people. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The cereal, yeah. But but I, I totally kind of want to make that make that a thing now. Phantoms. Well, oh, I have to call. I also them, really- Antios. Andrew Lloyd Webber would somehow get all the money. That's and you know what? He's hurting, yeah. so it's good for him. <laughs> I really love the line though. If you do musicals, you'll end up in my mum's refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have a summit between the jocks and the brainiacs over their mutual hatred of romance. And we don't hear the plan, which I kinda liked. <laughs> we don't hear the plan because Ryan and Sharpay come by and they go, I bet you they're trying to organize they're gonna have an alliance and then they'll run get, this yeah. school. And do they do anything with this information? No. Well, I think that's part of what their plan is, actually. I think it does lead into their big plan for how they're going to tear everything down. And so we get the interventions where each of um, Troy, not Zach, Troy and Gabriella are pulled aside and basically told, you can't be with each other because they're, you're, you're turning your back on on, on, on your own kind. <laughs> and these guys know more about their school's athletic history than any team I've ever been a part of, and I was on a few teams in high school, we weren't like, oh, you're you're letting down Jim Davison, class of 93. Am I, uh, wait, who, what? No. Like you saw pictures, but you never read them and were like, who are they? I couldn't have told you when we last won a title. My favorite <laughs> is when he's like, Roy, the clap, and everyone claps in secession as if it's like a weird Oh, this cult. is the thing that they, that they know about. Like Maybe if you're on this level and you hang banners in your gymnasium, like we didn't have that because we're, we're from Canada. We're not that big into our sports, at least not the part I was from. But I know American high schools that very much do this. Winning state is, is a thing. And so um, then we have the scholastic athletes. And as Ellie pointed out, do you want to go ahead and because right now it's like they're both going, no, I'm fine. And then Troy turns on a dime and goes on this monologue at just the right time because they've just turned on the laptop. And the picture is crystal clear. And it sounds great too. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I'm gonna say, true. doing doing a podcast with you guys over Zoom, like, wow. Because it's and it's it's wireless in 2006. Wireless video. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's unaware. Like, where is the camera? How's he being transmitted? Nikki, they do show you the camera. They put a little, oh, they? little camera up onto the oh, laptop. It's yeah, ridi- yeah. I was taking a note probably, but jeez. And it's a perfect, like, close-up of him. Yeah. But none yeah. of the other guys are in the shot. He's not being blocked at all. So it's zoomed in as well, and it's still clear. Yeah, it's great. My favorite is how obviously formatted it is onto the computer, though, like, in post-production afterwards, because it's so clear as day and kind of, like, boxed at the edges. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so uh, then we go to the pep rally. And I don't know if you guys noticed this. Troy and Gabriella are the only ones wearing blue. Everyone else is wearing red in this whole thing. Um, I noticed that Troy was. Yeah, yeah Gabriella's also wearing blue, which shows A, they belong together, but B, that they don't belong maybe with the rest of the people in the school. They are different. They are the two ones who are, who are exceptions. And this is where we get the song When There Was Me and You, which is the only really real solo in the film. This I is awful. I I don't think I ever realized before how bad this song is. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's her. Did you have to sing it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's I her. I can only realize but... it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had cause... to sing it when I was like 15, so... Yeah, but when it's you, it's like, this is my solo. Yeah. doesn't matter how good or bad this the song is. is, this is my solo. There were... It started off saying... Um, she was looking from the outside, but she was stood actually upstairs inside, next to inside. outside. Well, I guess yeah. she's looking yeah. outside the window. To bring it back to Greece. No, she said looking from the outside. Oh. Well, everybody else, is, <laughs> every, everybody else is over there, and she's metaphorically outside. Yeah. It's not good. And then, and then we got just the... alone at the drive-in. Uh, yeah, it's like if you gave Sandy that song instead. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Ellie. And then we got the inspired lyrics of, I'm standing here when all I want is to be over there. <laughs> <laughs> wow do you have anything else this is great um no sorry <laughs> all right uh, she walks around the school like this is a boring song too like i just took it it was like i got four minutes off of taking notes for the most part it's but, okay though because they gave her some flouncy dance moves to put in oh, stairs. and this she was i want a drink song and she walks <laughs> by this freakishly like large poster of the wildcat starting five it's weird isn't it and she's like leaning up against him. Yeah, and like he's like four times bigger than the other four guys. Yeah, and it's not even a good photo of Troy. He's the like, other guys are like action shots, so they and they look really and, cool. He's and Troy's just there. like someone said, smile. Anyone? Oh my god, I'm so. I'm actually sad. I missed that. Now I would have loved to see having. That. And earlier on in the intervention bit, they've got a bit where they've got like Troy's head stuck onto a picture yeah. of a like generic athlete, whereas they've oh, actually got a full size photo oh, of yeah. him on this canvas. And like, and it's like, like the resolution to get this sort of a picture in 2006 and get it printed. <laughs> this is huge. <laughs> and on top of that, like as someone who works in a school, like you do that and you put five, and there's one kid's clearly bigger, only four in the background, none of the other kids are on there. You're getting phone calls from parents. There's no way you can. Do it's got to be the whole team on that picture. A bit like the T-shirt and almost famous. I was going to say that, yeah. So if you want to catch our feelings on the almost famous T-shirt, uh, check out best film ever, almost famous episode fifty on fine podcasters everywhere. But now back to your regularly scheduled Disney review. And then both both groups cave because they're both like really sad and like they're not able to hide their sad at all. Like Troy will play basketball. He goes home. He can't make a single shot. And throws his basketball against the cage and, goes, and lays down. I wonder down. if they filmed this in like the actual Zac Efron is learning to play basketball. <laughs> Just filmed him <laughs> all six hours every day until he broke. <laughs> yeah, and then they didn't have to bother filming this scene on top of it. 
See, I wonder if it's difficult as a good basketball player to try and miss, but not miss comedically bad. Like he's not like like missing the backboard. He's just hitting the front of the rim rather than getting it in. And I'm like, there's a little bit of skill in that. So you know what? Very That's similar to play basketball. <laughs> Very similar to that. We didn't mention the first audition in the audition montage. That girl was a really good singer that was like pretending to be really bad, and I really appreciated that because that's really difficult. Oh, to the do. one who was like. Like a quarter, she was like of, really a quarter of a note off. The and, one who and was given bedroom eyes. No, no, the first one. The first one. Oh. So uh, then Troy runs to Gabriella because Chad tells him, oh, we, we did this yesterday and we feel guilty now. Here you go. So he runs off to Gabriella's house and they've got a bloody nice house. Such a lovely house. Oh, my word. He apologizes to Gabriella's mom because Gabriella don't want to see him. Um, then he remembers he has a phone and calls her. <laughs> Only took him what, like three months. He's like, <laughs> rather than wait for homeroom, I'm gonna. Do- he should have gone for homeroom. Then she's stuck in a, you know, she's stuck in a detention. You could at least probably find a couple seconds to talk to her. <laughs> and proximity to the arts develops love of the arts, as I think we heard in the in that quote from earlier. <laughs> and then he does like a Romeo and Juliet moment. I'm like, is this gonna be symbolic? No, he literally. Now this is part where he goes. He literally climbs her balcony. He's like, turn around, and she's just like, oh, I'm like, oh, you said no, Pretty. you don't want to see him, and now he's like outside your window. And if I can ask a question, because I don't understand the appeal. What is the appeal of a four-poster bed? Because she's got one. It's just fancy. Is that it? It's just fancy? Yeah. And it's got a roof on it. I think I'd smash my... But what's it? It's just because you can see a roof? I don't mind my like the roof in my on my ceiling. I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite cool know. with it. I don't know. It's just a trope of like princess yeah. beds. I think I'd just smack... You from the rain. I think I'd smack my foot on it. The posts, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Us, us, those of us that are five foot two don't have that problem. There we go. And then we get the song, Start of Something New. And it's only about four lines, and it is Zach Efron you know, singing these. I was going to ask, it sounded different. No, this is Zach Efron. That is yeah. Zach Efron. Yeah, 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 I got this one. It sounded different because it's the one thing he sung the whole movie. <laughs> um, and then we find out that just like being sad makes you bad at everything, love makes you better at everything. Because no. I'll tell you what, like none of the other. Anybody else have an issue that none of the other brainiacs on this academic decathlon can do anything? They, they're well, just, they do say they've never won anything yet. But they just stand around <laughs> watching watching her win. Yeah. Like at one point, couldn't you have like two of them like almost there and she comes over and like helps with the last bit? And they're like, yes. It's just like everybody stand around and watch me win. It's just like well, the I basketball. That, Pass the ball to Troy. The bit that we see is an individual challenge, isn't it? Because the other team has only got no, one Even when they're practicing, win. though. When they're practicing, it's just yeah. her solving things. Like uh, showing them a really basic chemistry experiment, isn't she? Like yes. now. Now you add this into this, and it turns from pink to blue, just like the litmus paper. And again, that's really good for us, but she's supposed to be talking to the smartest kids who are, like, obsessed with science in yeah. their class. The one kid with steampunk glasses, like, wow! Yeah. <laughs> science! And then we have a little rehearsal version of Breaking Free, and this is clearly Drew Seeley, because he's singing high in this. Mm. Uh, Sharpay has the idea to triangulate the entire audition process, and she goes to Darbus, and Darbus agrees to swap it. Why does Darbus agree to swap it? Because here, she's not fooled by Sharpay. She's in on the screw job. And you know what? If you want to screw these two out of it, you know what you don't do? You don't give them a callback, and you just go ahead and cast them at the start. You'd You'd walked out of the room. Darbus Prime is back. 
Where else is Dubs Doss, though? Hang, hang on, hang Hell. on, hang on. <laughs> so then we go. Uh, it's everything day. And even the word help, which was quite, I guess, funny. Yeah, on the I like that. It's like, what does it say? Uh, it's, it's game day. Game day, decathlete day, audition day. Audition day. Help. Help. <laughs> and so everybody finds out what's happened and they're mad, but, but um, Troy says we're not going to do anything to Ryan or Sharpay. They show up with T-shirts that say Go Drama Club. And my only issue with this is that Ryan apparently can't read Go Drama Club. As someone who's been the lead in a probably about 17 shows, he can't read when reading the script is a huge part of being a lead in a show. Yeah, he probably should be. Or just being a literate (laughs) (laughs) 17-year-old. The word's drama. Like, he spends his time. Oh, It's a cheap joke. It's a cheap joke with the wrong character. Have the stoner kid come back as they go, oh, cool. And he just go, go, and then he walks off. And that's a much better joke. Like, Ryan's the wrong character for that joke. Um, And Kelsey, at this point, looks like Diane Keaton in in Annie Hall. (laughs) And I thought she was cute. It was was like, oh, she's adorable. Look at that. So then we get to uh, the song, which is Bop to the Top. Yeah, we gotta bop, 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 bop to the top. Love that song. Very Latin. Um, could you do this song today? I caramba. Because she's going like, ay, 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 ay. Like, is, is that? Not. I don't think you can. No. Could you not? Mm. She is a villain. Yeah. Mm. But is We're this. not like a culturally insensitive villain. <laughs> well, she's not dressing in. And it's, it's, it's a very salsa-y kind of song. Yeah, but yeah. she's not dressing in like the attire of, of 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 a Latin nation while she does it. It is a salsa dress rather than a like a ballroom salsa. Performing dance arts can dress. be tough because there are because th- mm. you know we 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 there's there's styles of music and dance and things that that, that, that pop up and I, I I I just don't think it gets made today. I don't think a song makes its way in. No. But Wait until High School Musical 2. I... Bet on it. Um... <laughs> I really like their warm-up to this song. Oh, well, the... In the, in the... in the back? Yeah. I know too many theatre kids who still do this in, like, 2021. I am one of them. Oh, Honest... I do this all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honesty time. Who does this stuff? Because I never do. Oh, I, I often do it, like, just because of High really? School Musical. Yeah. Do you do any oh, no, warm-ups facts... before, you, before you audition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know how Back I warm up? Drink. I sing in the car. That's all I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I sing in the car. I don't, I don't do scales. I don't do. I sing the song, and That's and I, cool. I I just keep myself with lots of water. That's all I do before I go in. Like I'm really I'm the. I'm sure people go if you do that you can actually do a lot. I'm sure I could. It's just mm-hmm. I'm just I get bored so easily. <laughs> Me and the girl who played Roxy in Chicago uh, last month, we would stand in the wings occasionally and do these really silly things. Not even taking the mick out of high school musical but because they are warm-ups they are vocal warm-ups yeah. and we would both stand there being going ah, at each other because it's hilarious but also because it is a warm-up so yeah so um lucas grabeel had bad knee problems while filming and was actually wearing a brace in bop to the top wow i think oh. it must have been on his right knee but i was looking really hard and couldn't see that much of it but apparently so and we cross cut between this and the basketball game and my question is how long are these auditions because there's only two lead couples 
Mm-hmm. And the academic decathletes win the match and they set up a technical glitch that they sort of like, like a virus. They sort of like, like, like hack they the set system. It in like five minutes, don't they? Like yeah. it's only five yeah. minutes into the, into the thing. So I it's, think it's the only five minutes is- into the game. It's yeah. five minutes into all of it, okay. and Ryan and Sharpay are only taking. And apparently, you have to time. evacuate the auditorium, but you don't have to bit evacuate. Sorry, the gym, but not the auditorium. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we have to. Have to I thought they'd been singing for like forty-five minutes, so a I thought. Song. So, so I thought. No wonder he needs a knee brace. Um, <laughs> but it ends with they climb the ladder, and Sharpay's on top, and Ryan tries to join her, and he push, she pushes him down, and I was like, she bops him. She bops. Hey, very good, and I appreciated mm-hmm. that. And he even claps for her. So it's weird. He sort of half enables and half resents her. Uh, probably the yeah. way he felt actually in the film itself. Um, <laughs> but then we break in and everybody's going to come in because we're going to have Troy is going to sing and Gabrielle uh, is going to sing and it's going to be breaking free. And it calls back to the scene on the roof like, look at me. It's like kindergarten. Now, I'm sorry. If you botch your first, I mean, this character shouldn't give them the chance. Because at first, it's like, no, no, you can't do it. I've called names, and it's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, the, the goes, Sharpay goes, plus, they don't have a, a piano player. At which point, in back walks Kelsey and goes, yes, they do, and sort of stands up for herself. And now we've got, well, that's showbiz. And she just lets them have the stage. So I, I think, think it's great. No, I no, think I Darbus think Prime great. was hit on the head by Darbus Dose and like got on stage and went, yes, you can sing. No, this is the same. No, she's the same. She's, she is, as much as she's about Ryan and Sharpay, she's about the arts and the theatre. And if no, someone comes in and goes, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. No, yeah, she's no, not. Absolutely. And now she's got an audience. No, now she, she's filled uh, her auditorium. But no, she's not because she was. She's there's no reason to rig it, and she's an active part in the rigging, and she knows what she's doing. She oh, does not. Yeah, res- yeah, she yeah, does but- not respect the arts. <laughs> she, they were good enough. They earned the thing. They said practice with them, make them better, and then don't have it mean anything. Don't have it count. Screw them over and don't let them sing. She just really doesn't like Troy's dad. The, I hate to say this. You needed more then. Yeah. You need more of a per- like something needed to happen where he's like, I will do everything I can. So she's always doubting yeah. Troy. And we never got there. Ethan. There was a universal convergence. So the two Darbuses merged into one pure person. <laughs> and that's why she's all of a sudden positive in that second. Ready for this? It's uh, it's high school musical. Welcome to the Darbus verse. <laughs> oh my God. I kind of want that so badly. <laughs> um and so this is where we get um the song and it's it's lovely uh zach sings the first sentence and then it's drew uh, and i'll give it this zach efron is miming really well but i think yeah. at this point he's starting to get bored because he starts like moonwalking and like doing all sorts of, i think he's like i gotta do something because i'm not singing again <laughs> um and i did feel gabriella went from i'm really too nervous i can't to like now she's like 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 Whipping her coat off. Really evocative dance moves. Like, not provocative, evocative. Like, she's like, she's she's emoting as she sings, which is someone, we've all done this. That's not easy to do in front of a crowd. You don't just all of a sudden go, oh, this is easy. And you're like, I got no inhibitions at all anymore. And then they turn their back on the audience. We have mics. You got mics? No, I don't mean just for a spin. I mean, they're (laughs) standing around the piano singing at kelsey yeah that makes with sense. their backs facing the audience for like half a verse well and that's because like, what are you doing that's because she's well, also not a bre- show though is it it's just the audition that's because she's also breaking free <laughs> um gabriella we should get over and they get a whole band so even though we got a piano player and she goes they do a piano player 
somewhere there's the you know that like that if you watch glee there's like a bass player a drummer and a guitar player of like adults oh, who are always yeah. just like hang like they're not there until you need them and then they're all of a sudden playing in, in the corner like they've shown up and they're just <laughs> hiding and and they, they play along and also you like someone Go ahead. well someone lo- someone lowers the moon yeah and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard enough time when the ladder was left on stage for for the first audition. I'm like, this is insane. I really like that. If you if you do look in the background of one of these shots, you can see Ryan stood in the wing, kind of just bopping along I'm, to them singing. I've got in my notes the literal next thing. Ryan is bopping along in the background. Yeah. Respect, <laughs> respect. Yeah. Everybody cheers, and then they raise the curtain. And this is where I'm going back to your theory, Georgia, about how the whole thing is the show, because yeah. we literally raised the curtain, and now we're in the basketball game. It's like it's like a piece of set. Yeah. And in a basketball game, I've got, is this part of the show? And I'm like, it's not going to tell us. But there's a ton of red dresses. Everyone's got changed all of a sudden. And they're Why all wearing white. Why is it that Gabriella doesn't wear anything decent for the whole of the rest of the show? And then she's got this gorgeous red dress on at the end. Because that's a, this is a finale outfit. Anything decent. What do, you mean, what do you mean by, are you saying that she's indecent? Or do you mean that she's just. No, I not, mean her not decent as in that sense. <laughs> okay, sense I, was, of I was just curious because it means both. So I didn't know what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the best looking thing she wears, you're saying? Yeah, by by miles. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and then, uh, and then we get like so much. It's so much information. It's like we got to wrap this up. It's like we won the championship. Here's your trophy, Captain. Here's the game ball. I love you. Oh, it's great. Hey, Chad just asked me out. Oh wow. Oh, here you go. Here's the game ball playmaker. Here's how you do it. You take off her hat. Help her throw a basket. And now we're cookies. <laughs> This is the and this is really well done because this is part of the show within a show. This is them distracting you while everybody gets changed for the finale in a stage yeah. show. The problem is they've already been changed for the finale. Sharpe says break a leg, which means good luck. And somehow Vanessa doesn't know what that means. Now Vanessa, Gabriella doesn't know what that means. Um, She's been living under a rock. And she goes, "I'm going to be your understudy." And I'm like, "Are there no other parts?" <laughs> wouldn't she be the second people in this car wouldn't she be the second female principal like certainly there's like a sharpe type character she could play like that secondary female character um and so zeke tries to give sharpe cookies ryan takes them instead and then zeke kind of walks away and ryan gives him a bit of a, a bit of a look and that's because lucas grabeel revealed in 2021 that he developed the idea that ryan has a crush on zeke Although many of the scenes in the franchise implied this ended up getting cut, and he just kind of always played it visually. The idea that he is a crush. High School Musical too. I have got like a whole thing I'm going to dissect about uh, Ryan. Okay, and then we've got we're all in this together, and I'm sorry, this is the magic. This really is. I'm not going to fight this one. This is fantastic, in my opinion. This is this is great, and this is why it is the sensation. It is the next six minutes is the reason why uh, this is the. juggernaut phenomenon that it is is this song and this dance sequence so say what you about kenny ortega and the choreography and the film as a whole <laughs> nailed no it's great sorry it's, no this i'm is laughing great. because ethan's yeah, doing yeah, the dance moves <laughs> I, I would say i was saying it's great to ethan like it, it really is it's it's fantastic um, it's fun it's catchy like i know i i know i kind of shafted on it at the beginning but it's just because it's like it's so goofy and funny it's that can, meme is it? it's the fact, it's the fact that yeah. you, you, you can gif it and you can get oh, all yeah. you can you can do that I've seen so many TikToks making fun of it. And this everybody gets a moment in this. Ryan gets a little verse. Um, Sharpay gets a little verse. Like everybody gets something. Yeah. And all the dancers get something. And it's fun. And it really is just like, here's one last time all the characters come out because this is our finale, just like yeah. it would be in a stage show. 
Um, my favorite in this, I think Ryan's tremendous in this. Oh, he's, he's so good. He's, he's so great good. throughout this. Um, a little note: they almost weren't called the Wildcats. Okay, so it, it almost wasn't a Wildcat New Year. It was almost a Leopard New Year. <laughs> That's not as good. Leopard, sing along. No, it's got to be <laughs> wild cat. It's that, it's that it two, two the, hard syllables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, just a thought. So it turns out a leopard can change its spots. Um, and this was Vanessa Hudgens' favorite song in the film. I think it's everybody's favorite song oh, in yeah. the film, yeah. probably. Uh, and then just a, a quick coda. Uh, Zeke gets Sharpay in the end. Yeah, yeah. with the cookies. Up. Yeah, the yeah. cookies. And he goes, maybe, at first he's scared. He's like, maybe I'll make you some creme brulee. And I'm like, oh, good for them. A post-credit scene before they were popular. Yes. Just a couple of quick notes on the way out. Uh, the soundtrack was recorded in five days. Ooh. Nice. Props. Props. That's, that's, that's actually impressive. quite, quite yeah. impressive. Um, they didn't spend so long trying to match it up to the uh, miming. No. <laughs> um, there was, Sharpay had a pink locker. I get a chance to talk about this. But this locker still exists to this day. It is still mm-hmm. pink. There's one. Oh, so I hope there's a special reason who gets this locker. Yeah. I hope there's some sort of the girl who's done the most for her community in the school or something like that gets this locker or something along that line. Or it's or it's some new freshman every year who gets it rather than some the most annoying kid. You don't want it to be like the equivalent of like the plastics where it's like it's like a, like a prom queen thing. And it's just the most pop, you know, be the most fitting. But, you know, yeah. So couple of things on the way out the soundtrack was released on january 10th 2006 and debuted at number 133 in the billboard 200 but in the third week it had jumped all the way to number 10 and would eventually go to number one on the billboard on two separate occasions shipping more than 3.8 million copies and selling more than 3 million by august of that same year it was certified later as quadruple platinum by the ra riaa breaking free as a single reached number four in the charts how that broke that number four, not we're all in this. I don't know. High School Musical, the concert tour started on November 29, 2006, kicking off in San Diego. They performed across the United States, Canada, and Latin America and featured all the original cast except for... Zac Efron? Except for Zac Efron. So, in, <laughs> so instead, he was replaced by Drew Seeley. Uh, <laughs> well, if it's, if it's the concert, you may as well hear the guy who sung the songs. Yeah. But yeah, how, High School Musical. How upset would you be? Yeah. Uh, the concert also featured original songs from the film, as well as ones by Hudgens, Tisdale, and Corbin Blue. There have been foreign adaptations. Argentina made their own version. Brazil did their own version, although those are more based on battles of the bands, but still use the High School Musical kind of kind of concept. And China. And on January 10th, the original cast came together to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the film. However, one member of the cast was unable to attend. Do you want to guess who it was? Zach Efron, Efron, (laughs) who was busy promoting this film Dirty Grandpa and was unable to attend. His only appearance was a pre-recorded message in which he stated which scene from the franchise was his favorite. He chose we're all in this together. If you think about that, that's incredibly ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to Corbin Blue, whenever the principal cast members get together, they always discuss doing a high school musical reunion. He said the question isn't whether we'll do one, but when. I'm guessing the one person not involved in that conversation at this point has been Zach Efron. <laughs> and in April 2020, the cast of High School Musical joined with the cast of High School Musical, the musical, the series, and others <laughs> to sing We're All in This Together from their homes during the Disney sing along special on ABC during COVID. I couldn't find out if Zach Efron attended that. And just I'd have not. to watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, and I don't want to put myself through that. To no. you can check that. And then I just found out that there's some rumors that this had its um, background in a Grease three 
remake. And that's actually why we... Now, I, I, my theory on the Grease thing was long-standing, mm. but there was theories that in 1999, uh, there was a script for Grease 3. Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake were going to star as, as the children of Danny and Sandy. Virtually same as High School Musical, but with more similarities to Grease. Um, and so the character who would be Sharpay would be Betty Rizzo. And Timberlake's bandmates from NSYNC were to have roles in it. And uh, it didn't work because they're like, oh, we'd actually need to buy the rights to this. So the, the idea evolved into High School Musical. I couldn't find a whole. I found a couple of things that said this. So I thought it was worth mm. a mention. Um, there's, no, cool. there's no money because it wasn't released in the box office. But it did become commercially successful with 7.7 7 million views, which made it the most commercially successful decom ever produced until the Cheetah Girls 2 broke yeah. the record with 8.3 yeah. million views. Uh, but High School Musical 2 is now the highest rated with 17.2 million viewers. Uh, internationally, over 225 million people have watched High School Musical. And the DVD uh, sold 1.2 million copies in its first six days, making it the most, the fastest selling television film of all time. Um, and it's the second DCOM to be uh, certified platinum in the DVD sales, the first being... The Cheetah Girls. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love the Cheetah Girls. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't heard of it. And it's I've generally it. been a big hit all across the globe. And High School Musical was the first feature-length video content available from the iTunes store. Huh. It was available in a 320 by 240 resolution. Wow. That so, is so, some good definition. So about as good as the picture Troy took of Gabrielle on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for $9.99 after mistakenly originally being listed for $1.99. And it's the first DCOM to have a theatrical sequel. So uh, now it's just... We're in the end game now. And we're on the end game now. And we'll start with our pause for the parks. That's our pause for the parks. Georgia, do you get the information from Andrew on High School Musical? I did, yeah. Uh, he's not a fan of High School Musical, which, I mean, I think it, there, there is a market for it, but I, I don't understand how this doesn't make you smile the whole way through. I I think this film skews for the most part. I think it's it's primarily a female audience. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it does. I smile the whole way through this. Um, he says uh, that DCOM would pour a show in both Disney World and Disneyland. Um, he doesn't know if it was anywhere else. Um, and the, with songs and dances from the movie. So essentially they had performers do them like on stages in the in the parks. Um, it basically evolved every time the new movie came out. So for several years, they just updated the show um, and kept kept doing it in the in the parks. Um, um, and basically, when High School Musical got old after the third one, a little while after the third one, they replaced the um, songs and shows with um, the then newer decoms like jump in camp rock and the cheetah girls and starstruck so nice. other than that there isn't much parks rep for this because it is a decom it's not uh, it's not a disney animated classic it's not a disney live action really it's it was it started out as a decom so they didn't get much representation um and they instead of wishing us a great big beautiful tomorrow he has wished us a great big bop 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 for the top tomorrow hey there we are <laughs> He already brought lockdown three on us, so what, what danger is there now? <laughs> um, so um, let's just talk about the usual stuff. Role of women in this film? I think it's really I think good. It's good. Am I, am I, I think it's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. 
It makes me happy. The smartest person in the school's a girl. Uh, we have. Um, we don't, the we don't, second smartest person in the school is a girl. We don't. Pardon me. The second smartest person in the school yeah. is also a girl. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, the existing smartest and the one who beats her, <laughs> and yet they're not competitive over that. They seem to be okay in celebrating several success. Yeah. Um, Sharpay, Sharpay, but that's fine. You you, you can have ter- you can have female villains, and and the villain is is a girl. Ryan's not the villain. Ryan's the sidekick. No. Ryan's the henchman. Mm. She's even the at villain. The end, she goes. She goes. I'm your understudy. Like, yeah. and it's not. There's there's a bit of a. Oh, she's 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 made a bit of a transition there. I thought that was a bit cookie cutter. Oh, but all right. oh it is, yeah, yeah. But it's still nice to see it. Um, you know, and Darbus is 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 Darbus is a bigger character than Troy's dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's lots of good female representation. Um, I was really quite okay with. Um, she uh, Gabriella's raised by by looks like a, looks like a, a single mom, a single successful mom. single mom who has to move yeah. for work because she's that successful. Thought it was great. Thought yep. it was great. Absolutely. Uh, favorite character in the film. Favorite character in the film. Uh, definitely ryan okay love him i uh next up i I think kelsey is probably my favorite okay um i I also really like her little outfits i'm gonna say miss darbus i don't know what i love the chaotic energy miss darbus brings and i just there's something about it i think it might also just be the theory you brought up but there's something so entertaining whenever she's on screen that she just she steals the entire scene whenever she's in it. I don't like the writing. The actress who does who who plays Darbus is very good at it. Oh yeah, yeah. I will definitely give you that. Uh, my favorite, my favorite performance is Zac Efron, but my favorite character, I think, is Ryan. But shout out to Ashley Tinsdale as Sharpay as well. She's mm. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think the principles are pretty good. Overall, yeah. I think the principles are really quite good. Um. So, um, favorite moment in the film. Oh, it's got to be the end, isn't it? That end five, six minutes, like including the the dialogue that comes in it and the and the little bit after the credits. Yeah, and it just dan- makes me smile. And the dance sequence. I'm not even big on it. Mean, if so you know me, good. I'm not big on dance sequences. I kind of turn off mentally. Love that. Love it's that. a really good dance sequence. There is, there is no denying that. It's very, very good. It's very well choreographed. There's some eyes to the filming of fossey in it there's in the like circles and the different things that we get it's it's very well choreographed i think the choreography is probably my favorite thing as well okay throughout um i just i love how corny this is like this is so it doesn't take itself too seriously at all it's just fun and i like that with some musicals where it's just not like turn your brain off but I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. And even though, like, I don't love this film, it's still just enjoyable and good. I, um, I think the songs, the songs are good. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the last six minutes is, is, is utterly fantastic, like, like I just said. I'm going to give a small shout-out to the scene of Troy and um, Gabrielle on the roof. I just thought, uh, uh, Troy's good in it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's the Troy show. And they made a huge sacrifice to make it the Troy show, but I think he delivers. Yeah. Massively. Um, little Grumbles? Um, the writing is really bad. It really annoyed me in lots of places, <laughs> particularly the lyrics in that one song and um, that rooftop scene as well. Just 
Yeah, and also Vanessa Hudgens just really isn't as good as I thought she was. No, she's not. <laughs> like, I never noticed it when I was younger. And like today, I was just like, oh my God, you're so bad. I wonder if it's because we see uh, Zach and Vanessa as, as as a duo, and therefore I think she gets some of his shine. And we yeah, don't set- I think that's it. Oh, she's, she's not. No, she's, she's not good. <laughs> she's not terrible. She's not good. So, but yeah, it she- feels like there's a reason that we haven't really seen her in anything. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we have. But well, she had that TV live performance of Grease, but it's it's just it's that kind of stuff, isn't it? She's still where Zac Efron uh, has moved on and been like, I'm Zac Efron. I can do this and this and this. Like how big this film is, she should be bigger than she than, than she currently is. Yeah. You think she does Netflix Christmas films now? Um, a, lo- a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah well, he plays like, like three characters in the same film. Yeah. Yeah. That is not well, a good standard for acting, yeah. though. Is well, it? Zac Efron's being like front runner to be like. Was it Johnny Storm and Fantastic Four currently, I think? Sure, yeah. Um, what did I hear he was going to be? Something else. Some really big, big, big... Oh, they're I know th- he's in Three Men and Three Men and a Baby. That's what it is. He's really, talk- I think he's- <laughs> really, really big thing. I, I think he's Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he has the mustache. Uh, oh, yeah. Ethan, do you have a grumble? Um, I'm going to jump off what Ellie said about Vanessa Hudgens, but more, her voice is so annoying. But specifically, Gabriella's song, I Have Forgotten, I went to leave to get a drink during it. It's so boring. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, it's the story. There's some story plot holes that you have to make Darbus, you have to come up with, with, with the twin Darbuses to make this thing make sense. Because so much of the movie is determined by what she decides and then doesn't decide and then re-decides and then changes her mind on. Um, it became the catalyst for how do we explain this thing? We'll just have Darbus do it. And if it's the same character, well, then we can get, she's just weird and we can get away with that. Um, I, I can't blame High School Musical 2 on her for that, but I've got some huge issues with the, with, with the story logic in that one as well. So uh, Ethan's been dropping High School Musical 2 sort of uh, previews. Uh, th- th- there's mine. And uh, I will bring this up at that point. You can most certainly bet on it. So um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about reviews. First off, while George is just looking up the reviews. Um, Do I not get to give my grumble? Oh, you're not doing it? I'm sorry. No. I thought you liked it that much. <laughs> No, um, my to be fair though, my grumble isn't exactly about the film. My grumble is that I was in the generation that grew up with this music, which means that when I was at uni, um, my not flatmates, but the people who lived in the same building as me across across from me would play not like drum and bass, not rap, not anything like this, but they would play high school musical soundtracks at 2am on a Monday morning in massive speakers to the point that we had to call campus security on them <sighs> because they would not stop playing it. That oh, night. I love like, that so much. Yeah, I love like that to the top, but at 2am on Monday when you've got class in five hours, oh, come no, on guys, turn, turn it down a bit. <laughs> oh my God, I would have been right there. Sleepy you see Oh no, no. Anything can be can be perverted if that sort of happens to it. Yeah. All right. So George, while you're just making sure you got your reviews there, anybody want to guess what the Rotten Tomato score on the sucker was? Ooh, 79. I've seen it. Have you seen it? Okay. Ellie? 62. You're right on it, pretty much. 63. Wow. 63%. <laughs> I swear I didn't look at it. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. You're fine. I thought I thought it was going to be lower. I was actually kind of going, I was like, no, I'll take that. I'll take that. It is. It is. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I'll give it that. Uh, you know, it's not the Oscar goes to, but it's, you know, it's, it's all right. <laughs> Uh, thank God. I tell you what, on Best Film Ever, I would much rather review this there than review Spy that you brought up the other day. The cruel irony oh, that Spy no. qualifies and this doesn't. Wait, the <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, you poor boss. It's like 90 something. Oh, we're not doing it yet, but it, it qualifies. So I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. I made a joke on I'm never reviewing this on this. Pl- it doesn't qualify. And I looked it up. So I had to get a hold of Ellie and go, just so you know, Spy qualifies. Yeah. 93% like if you thought I raged, if you thought I raged against Wonder Woman like I got news for you like that is not a good movie bring it to guess t- what Ellie's next pick's oh, gonna be bring it to the table if you want but I'm flipping it over <laughs> uh, Georgia I, I think, love that film I think we've given you enough time to look some stuff up yeah I've got the reviews here I've got uh, one from Nick Levine from Digital Spy uh, it says high school musical is a kitsch sexless and hopelessly cliched but it manages to offer a giddy sense of fun to a generation that's overdosing on seriousness like that's really interesting like because that. we spoke not to do another promo for almost famous but we said was there enough drugs and rock and roll and sex in sorry sex and drugs in this rock and roll film in almost famous and you might argue there's not enough high school part there's none of the high school tropes there's no parties it's no it's just about science and basketball and we just love it all so much so, you know, uh, you could definitely argue that side of it. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah. So one from Liam Underwood from Flickering Myth says, sure, it has its flaws, but the film skillfully crafts an exuberant, uplifting climax that results in a warm, smile-inducing feeling that remains after the credits have rolled. And sometimes that's all a film needs to do, which, yeah. Yeah. It really does not, make me smile. Not like everything I has to win an really Oscar. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. And then last one here from Noel Murray from AV Club just says, mostly High School Musical makes an appealing case for an idealised version of high school where individuality is celebrated and even the mean kids know everyone's names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I looked up for a Roger Ebert f- review for this and there isn't one. No, I couldn't oh. find one. He talked about this film called High School and I clicked on it. it was, it's all, yeah, yeah, I did it. He said, let's be honest, it's a stoner movie. I'm like, it is? This is, this is what? that's a very small scene in status quo. I'm, I'm, I'm like, do you have to like like play some like Zeppelin during it, and it changes new meaning? No, it's it's just it was a different it was a different film. Um, so uh, ratings, rating time, rating time. So, um, what do you give High School Musical? Let's start with Georgia. I am going to give it a very very strong eight and a half oh. out of spilt milks. Yeah. I, yeah, I really like it. Okay. Ellie. Um, I am gonna give it seven and a half crispy topped creme brulees. Oh. Oh, you stole mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give it seven prime darbuses out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to give it eight ahead of its time wireless video signals. <laughs> out of 10 i really liked this and when i first came across it, i was in a relationship and and, and my, my, my partner wanted to watch it and i was like all right and i begrudgingly watched it and then i it sat in sort of a recess of my mind for 12 years and going back to visit it the songs hold up zach efron's ridiculously mm. good ridiculously yeah. good i got problems with vanessa hudgens and with corbin blue but his hair makes up for it um, i never noticed that when i was when I was a teenager and I saw it. Yeah. Uh, Ryan and Sharpay are great. And I always thought Ryan and Sharpay were great, to be fair. Uh, it's just an enjoy. I mean, there's flaws in the story, but I walk away. And when your best 10 minutes is your last 10 minutes, there's something in that. Definitely. Because I think it probably, if you break it down, this is, ends up being better than the sum of its parts. And it oh, makes up yeah. for a lot of its sins in those last 10 minutes because you leave on an absolute high. Yeah, and not just because it told you to, because it's just high, it's high quality, yeah. and the most intricate dance scene, and the most it just feels fun. That last scene, high school is fun, and everybody wins. 
Yeah. Everybody wins, no matter what group you're in. We've torn down all, all, all the barriers. You two can fit in. It's idealistic as can be, but it's fun. And I don't need realism all the time in my films. I can walk out from a fantasy perspective and go, great, because this isn't really meant for high schoolers. This is meant for people uh, probably a generation below, but making them think that, you know, getting old and being a teenager will will be fun and exciting. And like, what's the most that happens? Does, does Troy kiss her on the cheek? Is that, the, is that the, the, the kind of craziest it gets? Yeah, that's the antithesis of it. That's yeah. like... Ooh. But it's, 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 it's not even the big moment. The big moment is them all being together, is we're all in this together. That is the mm-hmm. big moment of the film, not the relationship yeah. even. It's, it's achieving what you want as a group and tearing down the divisions and we're one. And it's so good. Yeah. So uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm very surprised to say this, Georgia. I'm very thankful that you chose High School Musical Yay. for this week. Yeah, but Side only because you want to review the second one. <laughs> Me? I don't, uh, I, I want to hate on I the do. second one. Because I tell you what, you can play this and then wait for the second one. It will not be the same endpoint. I think. I won't have this glowing <laughs> from my heart thing. No. So, Ellie, that leaves us for next week. Yes, what, it does. What I'd are, almost forgotten. I, what, <laughs> I've even gotten brackets here. Next time, Ellie, what are we watching next week? We are going to delve back into some Disney animated classic. And we are going to look at, Ian, you'll be delighted. We're going to look at the rescuers. Oh, <laughs> But not the rescuers down Damn under. It. Well, no, you have to do the first the one first. You, but you haven't seen the first one, have you? <sighs> no, Ian? I have not. I have not. That is fair. So no. maybe I will feel it'll be like a high school musical thing where I'm like, I know I hate the second one, but maybe I'll love the first one. <laughs> so this is 19, is it late 70s or is it early 80s? I'll look now. I, I think, check. I think it's like 77, I want to say, but I could be wrong. I think it's something like that. I yeah. think the sequel's like 86 or something, isn't it? Sequel's later than that. Sequel's after it is, Little it Mermaid. It's 77. Wow. Because it goes Little Mermaid, then Rescuers Down Under. Because everybody, oh. it's, it's, it's the hangover from the Dark Ages. Oh, yeah. I got into a conversation with our friends over at Defining Disney, and they went, oh, everything in the Renaissance is great. And I went, you know, you can't count Rescuers Down Under as Renaissance. Rescuers Down Under is, is, is a hiccup. It's an because you're always working on two films at the, at the same time, so mm. we haven't hit the Renaissance yet. The Renaissance starts with Little Mermaid, but the production cycle for Rescuers Down Under had already begun. So there's a preempt on how I feel about Rescuers Down Under, which was already established. Mm. So that is that. Oh, shout out to my friend Sarah, by the way, who found her boyfriend in a high school musical meme group on Facebook. That's just <laughs> one of my favorite facts that I ever have. It's brilliant. Cool. If you were dropping memes, you were bop, 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 drop to the top, I suppose. Um, that's a good way to get out of here. So uh, thank you very much for joining us this week. Please join us next week when we tackle The Rescuers, 1977's The Rescuers. For Talking Mickey, I've been Ian. I've been Ellie. I've been Nathan. And I've been Georgia. And I don't know what else to say besides this, guys. I hope more than the last 10 minutes were magic, but I still do believe that, hey, we're all in this together. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Toodles. Is it five? Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm leaving that in. <laughs>